Warning, this podcast is a Korean Black production. This is a podcast for adults only. It is not a podcast for people who think podcast hosts should be emotional friends, spiritual advisors, surrogate parents, or role models for their children, grandchildren, or potential offspring. This podcast may contain all sorts of trigger warning type content such as graphic language, harsh judgments, and microaggressive behavior. If you are a sensitive person or reality challenged, or you only listen to podcasts that agree with your religious views, personal philosophy, ideology, or feelings about life in general, please do not listen to this podcast. All comments, compliments, and complaints should be sent to koreablack at koreablackproductions.com. Thank you. ladies and gentlemen i am back with the lovely gianna and today we are doing yellow jackets now i'm sure most of you've never heard of this show because it's on showtime and that's really showtime's fault but this is actually a very good show although the last couple of episodes i had a little issue with (laughs) but one through eight is definitely solid with some quirks here and there but for the most part i thought this was an excellent show I know when I was reading the reviews that it's kind of divisive. And again, it falls into gender. I'm pretty sure this show has a massive female following. And it'd probably be even bigger if they get it off of Showtime and put it on like that. It'll probably end up on Netflix at some point. They need to move it so other women can watch this show. But just for the sake of story, it's good because I I didn't realize this show is kind of, it's almost like a horror slash thriller kind of show. And it does have a really strong Lost vibe to it, at least from what I can tell of it. It feels kind of like Lost, although it's a lot uh, gorier than Lost, and it's a lot cruder in the language because Lost was a network show. But uh, Gianna was the one who got obsessed with this. This was even worse than the Squid Games obsession she used to have. (laughs) This was insane, dude. I mean, this is like, I, I don't know what'll top this one for her. I don't know. I guess we'll find that out one day. But right now, I think this is the one that she's wanted to talk about more than anything else we've ever talked about. So on that note, I'll turn it over to the lovely Gianna. Yeah, and he says that because I've been watching it weekly and Sean decided to wait and binge it. So for weeks, <laughs> uh, for 10 weeks, I've been waiting to talk theories with someone. No one is really watching this. Right. So I have been, I'm sure everyone I know is tired of me going, you gotta watch Yellow Jackets because I just want someone to talk to <laughs> about yeah. Because it's one of those shows, like you said, it's very Lost-esque in that it sets up a lot of, there's a lot of theories. So like I've been going down these Reddit rabbit holes, right? Because it's people just theorizing on like what's gonna happen. And like, we didn't have that back in the Lost days, right? There was not really Reddit or like internet blogs that are, you know, where people went in forums and talked about all of no, their- No, you, you talked about it at work. But what's crazy about like the Reddit stuff too is like, People go off on all these insane theories and then something that 
is so much simpler happens and you're almost like wait what mm. <laughs> so so i don't know like to me this show caught my eye because one the pilot episode is phenomenal it just grabs you and then two it is almost solely female characters in this show yeah. and they are so well written because they're not just the tropes you know there's not like all of these characters have layers they're multifaceted like they're interesting and it, it's just so refreshing to see a show that's so female forward and as we get in the episodes we'll talk more about how they do even bring up some issues that i don't even have like i've never really even seen in a lot of shows yeah. that are all female issues that like but we'll get there but anyways before she gets into this i wanted to say something so i think i understand what you're talking about now as i was watching this show you can't help but notice that there's a heavy female hand in this right and i think a lot of the backlash that i've been reading about from males they're used to female characters being written mostly by men Mm -hmm. So the way they talk, the way they act is how a man thinks they should act. And so when you're reading, when you're watching a show or a movie written by a woman, it comes off as inauthentic to a lot of men because they're like, wait a minute, women don't really act like that. Yes, they do. Mm -hmm. But you're used to women written by men. And yeah. so we, and we, so you kind of expect a certain kind of behavior or a certain kind of language from them. And so I was reading this and there was a lot of hate about the fact that none of these women are real, that they don't see these kind of women, and this is mainly from men, I, I didn't really see a lot from women, um, that they don't really consider these real characters. Um, <laughs> and I was like, wow. I, I mean, honestly, I never even thought about it because when I was looking at it, I was just like, clearly there's some subjects we're gonna talk about today that normally men wouldn't even discuss in their stuff. But I didn't really see it coming off as inauthentic though. I thought it was just a different way of telling the story you know, because I didn't hang out with in female locker rooms when I was in high school. I was I was a jock. I, I was a football player. There would be no reason for me to do that. So I guess it does, especially the younger men, I guess it does kind of feel kind of weird to them because they're used to men writing their female characters for them. Well, I was going to say, which is so funny to me, because for me, this feels like the most realistic female characters I've seen on television. Yeah. You know, like, and, and it, like, you know, this, I, again, this is, they're a little older than me because I was a, I became a teenager in 99, mm -hmm. right? So, but I was a female soccer player, like in the early 2000s, I was a teenage female soccer player. And so I know like the, this stuff is real. Like the way the teenage hierarchy and like how these girls act, like this is all real, Yeah. you know? It's like, I mean, yes, obviously it's not real, real. It's there, it's still tropes in there and everything like that. Right. But I'm saying like, like, this is how women act. This is how teenage girls act. Like that's, and it's funny to me that like you say that, because to me, this is such a, the reason it's, it's grabbed a hold of me so hard is I think I feel a little bit like, like I'm the same age group as these characters basically, right? right? You know, like I, and I'm, again, I think they're about eight years or so older than I would have been, but like, you know, even the, the timeline now, they're not much older than I am, right? right. So it's like, you. I feel, and then like, I was telling you all the 90s music they put in, all of the, like, it's just such a, I think the girls in my age range, this show really speaks to very well, you yeah. know? So I think it's like, and I'll tell you, it was funny because when you watch the finale and we'll talk about it, there's a great scene with an Offspring song 
And uh, that was my favorite band when I oh was younger. God. I, do I loved that. The Offspring. It was so, uh, and I was just inspired me today. I went on a run today and I did an all Offspring playlist. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> so. well, well, let me ask something. Was Mean Girls written by a woman? Yeah, Tina Fey. Oh, the comedian. Okay. Yeah. And how did that come off to you? Well, that was more uh, over dramatic, right? Or melodramatic, however you want to say it. Right. I think that was like, taking those teenage characters and making them like larger than life. Okay. But you still felt like, like you knew those girls, but it also, they just like were kind of caricatures of those girls. And you probably feel the same way about Clueless, right? Alicia Silverstone. Yeah, and Clueless. Clueless was a little more before, like I was again, younger than that set of characters when that movie came out. Yeah. So like, it was again, yeah, a little bit of a more idealized world because in that one you're following rich kids, right? Like Clueless yeah. is all very like all the rich kids, and you have the one girl who's like the kind of poor kid that they make over, right? But mm -hmm. yeah, like those were still. It wasn't as gritty. This show is gritty. Oh right. You know, yeah. like it's like you said, it's almost bordering on horror because it gets pretty, pretty. There's a lot of scenes that we'll talk about where I couldn't watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i didn't text you when i saw him but i know what you're talking about yeah like in the finale there was part of that which we'll get to i i had to i couldn't look at i couldn't watch <laughs> yeah but uh like i said before you get into this i just noticed that i mean you're seeing girls behave i guess the way you're seeing them it's normal to you yeah but i guess to guys when we're watching girls behave certain ways the way they're acting like the there's a pornography scene in here Right, where they find pornography magazines. Yeah. I just didn't think that if girls found a bunch of porno mags, they'd be fascinated to look at them. <laughs> I, I just, I, it never occurred to me, <laughs> you know, that, that y'all would even give a shit about that. Because usually, when I, well, at least when I was in high school, they always thought that those guys were pervert guys who would look at those because they knew we were looking at them, but they would always like shun away from us if they knew but, we had a magazine or something like that. Go ahead. That's, a, that's again, I feel like women are nowadays allowed to be more honest about those things right because yeah. like i feel like you like when you were growing up women being interested in porn was like not allowed oh you're you know? right <laughs> like nowadays like with the woke generation especially like pe couples watch porn together like yeah, you know do. there's thruples are a thing like you know <laughs> the world is changing and i think i don't think that this was not something that happened i think women just weren't allowed to be open and honest with feeling this way or or being interested in those things right because right. another show which i don't think you watch this show or you would watch this show but i also watch euphoria and it's another one that's like a very gritty realistic look at teenagers and like drug use i've never heard of it uh, oh you haven't it's an hbo show no, i don't think you would it. like it you could try to watch it i don't think it's up your alley but it's another one that it's an interesting gritty look at teenagers in today's society you yeah. know so um but anyways let's not go off on a tangent no, I got you. <laughs> the premise of this show is that a high school soccer team is on a charter jet that crashes in the canadian wilderness and that's what all like that's what drew me to it as i was like okay like i saw the preview and i'm like oh, okay well i loved lost so this already has like lost vibes you saw right? the trailer or you read about it? I saw the trailer. Okay. Because I yeah. watch I watch Showtime. I watch a couple shows on Showtime. So uh -huh. I had seen the the advertisements for this. Okay. And um but yeah, so we start with the pilot. And so the pilot starts, and this is what hooks you, with a 
young woman running through the woods, panicking, and you don't see her face. But it's snow, like, she's bloody footprints, and she, like, falls in this pit, which is a pit with spikes in it, and it kills her. Yep. And then we see, basically, them, or we don't know who, they're all, like, wearing masks and garb. Like, animal skin masks. Animal skin masks and stuff like that. And one girl has antler, like, these antlers on. And they imply, they kind of show cuts, that they bleed this girl out and they cook her and eat her. Yeah. And the only person's face we see revealed, I don't know if it's in this montage or eventually, is, I know, I think it's later. We'll get to that later, right? So that's how it opens. And you're already like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, what is going on here? So then it cuts to the soccer team. And we kind of meet the main characters. We get Jackie, who's like the queen bee, who's like the Miss Miss Popular. You meet Shauna, who's like the sidekick best friend to her. That's kind of the girl that is always living in her shadow. You get Natalie, who's like the outsider burnout girl, who's like into the sex and the drugs. Yeah. And then you get Thaisa, who's kind of a type A personality, who almost should be the captain of the team. But we see this scene where the coach pulls Jackie back and says, I'm making you the captain, not because you're the best player, but because you have like the best social game because the girls listen to you basically. Right. Which is kind of weird in the world of soccer, but whatever, let's go with it. Oh, I couldn't tell you. I never played soccer. Yeah, because it's the team captain is always the best player. So it's just kind of a weird, I don't know. It's a very weird choice, but it also foreshadows things that happen later. Mm Mm-hmm. But anyways, we see that these girls are very serious because they're like going to into the state championship game and they're practicing. And a group of the girls decide that this freshman girl, Allie, is not pulling her weight. So they decide they're going to teach her a lesson and like freeze her out. So they go hard on her during practice one day and Thaisa ends up doing like a slide tackle and it breaks her leg so bad and they fucking show it. Mm-hmm. Her bone sticking out of her leg. I almost threw up on this scene. I can't yeah. handle. That's I can't a handle that. Fracture. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what sets the tone for how how bad some of the stuff in this show is gonna get. Like it gets mm-hmm. pretty gory, like you said. So we kind of those are our kind of main characters that are introduced. So Allie, we find out later, lucks out because she doesn't get to go to nationals because yeah. she broke her leg. Yep. But we also find out there's also, sorry, a girl named uh, Charlotte or Lottie, they call her. Her dad is is rich, so he charters a plane for the team to go to nationals. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm skipping ahead. So basically, the, the team is a little fractured at this point, like Allie's leg, uh, because <laughs> not all of them wanted to treat her like that, right? right? They didn't all want to go that hard. So we see them at a party where... Jackie kind of proves her leadership and she makes everybody go around the circle and start telling each other like what they like about each other right so we kind of get them to they all kind of come back together in this sense anyway so we kind of see these girls personality and we kind of you know they get together and then we see them get on the plane in this first episode then we cut and we meet the present day 2021 timeline so that's again i forgot to say there's a 1996 and a 2021 timeline which she likes this kind of thing i love this kind of stuff yeah Yeah. i don't know why it's just a great i like storytelling that way for some reason yeah and we meet four of the girls in the present day three of which are played by classic 90s actresses 
we get Shauna, who's played by Melanie Lenski, who's a who's a very underrated actress, I think. She's been in so many movies, but she's not like famous, famous. Right. And she plays the grown up Shauna, right? So she is like Oh, I would think this is probably the the darkest character she's ever done, right? No, her premiere, like the very first movie she was ever in was with Kate Winslet called Beautiful Creatures. And they're oh. like 17 year old killers. Oh, I didn't so know she that. actually started her career in a very dark role. Mm. But I read an article about how she was basically told that there's not a market for chubby brunette girls. Yeah. And it's kind of, you know, it's kind of shitty. She got yeah, that, caught in that. That was the, yeah. the 90s was like that, though. Yeah. The 80s was too, actually. Both her and Kate Winslet, I believe it was their first movie. And look at where Kate Winslet is now. True. You know, and that's just part of it. Is it because of their looks? Is it because Kate Winslet got more breaks because she was considered more traditionally pretty? You know? Yeah. So, but yeah, anyways, uh, so Shauna is a, basically a board housewife <laughs> that is married to, oh yeah, we find out in this first episode too that Shauna is actually sleeping with Jackie's boyfriend Jeff. behind her back, Jeff. So, and then we find out in the present day that Shauna is now married to Jeff. With a kid. With a kid. Yep. And we meet Thaisa, older Thaisa, who's not played, she's played by a great actress, but not one that I, like, you would recognize, I don't think, from the 90s. Yeah, I didn't know who she was. And she is a, an out lesbian, and her, she's running for a state senate seat. And then we meet Natalie, who is now out in rehab, getting out of rehab, and is basically a hot mess, <laughs> and leaves rehab and goes directly to the bar. <laughs> like played by the amazing Juliette Lewis who just does such a wonderful job of playing this character as like a total train wreck yeah and then we meet the last and possibly my favorite character yeah. Misty played by the wonderful Christina Ricci yep who uh is a bit of a psycho she works as a, a nurse now in a in an old folks home and you see her kind of torturing her patients in a way like not like full on but you know what i mean like she's just gets a kick out of being in power <laughs> it's weird she's a control freak but she like wears this this skin of niceness yeah you know she's like something out of uh like a twisted version of alice in wonderland or or, or mary poppins it's, it's the weirdest thing but she's kind of evil but she don't know she's evil yeah she, she, she just thinks she's just being her which is the worst kind of evil, you know? But she's very interesting and she gets worse as it goes, as the show gets Oh my deep. God. But it like, but in a great way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So basically this first episode is a lot of introduction of who these characters are. So Misty, we also see go on a date where the date keeps trying to get away from her, but she <laughs> like keeps like convincing him to... I don't know, like she has this way of like guilting people into things, right? She really wants him to come inside her apart or house, yeah. And he he's been getting the crazy vibes from her since dinner. Yeah. But then she dangles the fact that, you know, if you come in here, you might get lucky. You know, and guys are guys, if you're gonna give them sex, they'll still do it. You know? <laughs> they'll, just make, yeah. they'll just do it and then get out of there. But it just but she gets crazier the longer he's with them. Well, and then, and what we find out too is this Misty loves to use this line, oh, I'm ugly. That's why you won't like this is a classic Misty manipulation we come to find yeah. out through the rest of the show. Yeah. But yeah, so the, this this ends with 
this great scene of her walking in the house with this guy and Natalie is sitting in the house pointing a gun at her and goes, Misty, you crazy fucking bitch. Right. <laughs> and Misty's just like, Natalie, so good to see you. It's right. so crazy. Yeah. It's like if the devil was sitting in your living room and she just acts like, how you doing, Satan? How you been? I ain't seen you in a while. She's crazy. It's unbelievable how crazy she is. Yeah, and then the episode ends with us uh, a quick flash of them crashing in the woods. And that's the first episode. But it's such a great, like I said, the, the character development, the little bit of teasing and the story. I mean, this first episode is fantastic. Yeah, because it's a good balance. Yeah. Because they, each character... Nobody's like the same type of character. Everybody brings their own kind of thing to this. Yeah. And so it's a good balance when you're watching it unravel in front of you. Um, so that was one of the things I thought was really interesting about it as I start getting deeper into the show, because they maintain that balance with all the episodes. Yeah. You know, there's not really an episode where one character has the whole thing. Mm -hmm. They always keep ping-ponging back and forth between the whole ensemble cast, which actually speaks good to the, their acting ability and the writing strength of the scripts. Absolutely. And and I think, yeah, the writers are balancing it so well that there's not really a main, main character. Like, I guess Shauna kind of is, but you're getting these fully fleshed out women, like yeah. I was saying, in both timelines too. Like, it's basically, even though it's the same story, it's almost like it's two completely step, separate stories because they do such a great job of writing both both sides. Right. Yeah. So, and there's there is a lot of characters in this. Yeah. Um, once you get to into the deeper into the soccer team, I mean, there's yeah. a lot of characters. So, but they don't all throw them at us in the first two episodes. Um, we gradually get to find out more about the other ones as we get deeper into the show. Yeah, and actually, they show a flash in the in the finale. I don't know if you caught this, a picture of the team, mm -hmm. and I counted. So it's it's 15 girls and then three guys that are actually on the plane when it crashes. Yeah. So that's 18, 18 total people that crash into the woods. But then, but wait a minute. Some of them were dead on the plane crash. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. But that's how many oh, originally crashed. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that's yeah. what I'm saying. Because, yeah, we don't, I don't think they really ever say how many girls died on the initial crash. Uh, no, no, I don't think so. All we find out in this next episode, we find out for sure that the, the main coach dies, the pilots die, and the flight attendant dies. Yeah. We start with a flashback to Misty. And we see that Misty is this awkward girl and some girls call like prank call her and like of all things like talk to her about how she likes doing anal <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and this poor girl who's a very awkward teenager like doesn't really know how to react to it and she's oh. just like it's it's you feel bad for her right because she's oh and i didn't even say that she's not even on the team she's just the equipment manager for the team yeah so she's an outsider she's not part of the actual group when i was coming up we had misty's not the crazy part. I'm talking about the shy, <laughs> awkward part. Yeah. We had that because they they usually are trainers um, for like football or baseball because they just want to be part of something. Yeah. And this is this helps them overcome their like shyness or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. especially if the team is good. So I used to run into some of those all the time when I was a kid and as I got older. But of all things, Misty is the one that shines when the plane crashes. Because being this awkward, weird girl, she was like super into Girl Scouts and she says that she like took emergency training twice <laughs> or like emergency babysitting training or something like that twice. Yeah. So she actually starts like leaping into action 
you know, all these other girls are just like normal teenage girls who are like, what the fuck, what do we do? Like, they're just scared. And Misty is able to just like, whatever part of her kicks in and she just starts like getting people off the plane and, and making decisions and she becomes a leader, you know, like she always wanted to. Because I think deep down, this was her, she saw the opportunity for her to do what she felt yeah. her calling in life was. You know, yeah. this is kind of why she snapped into it. All that training would come to the forefront for her because none of those other people knew anything. Then we get another uh, really gory scene that I wasn't expecting. <laughs> so the assistant coach survives, but his leg is crushed underneath uh, like a flap of the plane. Yeah. So Misty ties it off with a tourniquet. Then we see her grab an ax and just fucking cut his leg off. Oh my God, dude. No anesthesia. No anesthesia. She just walks over and boom, cuts it off. Yeah. Like crazy. I, I mean, I it's just... the, it, it was the right thing to do. She did the right thing, but you you just weren't expecting it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you know, I don't know. You're stuck in the woods and they cut your leg off. Yeah. <laughs> you can't run. You can't, it, you're, you're, once you lose your leg, you're kind of helpless. So yeah. I could, but then again, he would have died. You know? Yo, yeah, so she did the right thing. Yeah. And then I think later in the episode, she also cauterizes it, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, she does. She finds like a, a, a something she can heat up really in the fire, and then she just goes and cauterizes it. Again, and, no again, anesthesia. No anesthesia. <laughs> <This> poor guy. <laughs> I mean, that, now, I will say that. I, I think all they were ever able to give him was like alcohol, right? Yeah. I I don't know how you don't because that pain it, that that's not something that would have got better because he was no. there. I don't even know by the end of the show how long you think they're there. A month. Like in this when? From the point of the plane crash to mm -hmm. the 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 finale episode. How oh. long do you think they're there? No, it's got to be I think four or five months okay. because Shauna starts to show. Spoiler oh, alert, right, Sean right. is pregnant, we find out. So there's episodes. no way, there's no way that that pain wouldn't have drove him nuts in that first two months. Absolutely. Because the, the, I mean, even with liquor, I'm, yeah. I'm, you just, you, you can only deaden that so much, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? That's the one thing I thought, that's what, what was one of my quibbles about this, that I, I just thought what was going to happen with him is he was going to get more and more insane and then yeah. like infection was going to set in, you know? And they were going to have to make a decision. Mm -hmm. That's where I thought it was going to go. So we switch back to uh, present day and we find out that the reason Natalie's there is because she received a postcard with a weird draw, like a symbol on it. And I guess Misty has received one too. So they have to figure out why, like what this means. Because apparently it has something to do with their time in the forest, right? Right. So Misty says that she had like, she's a citizen detective, right? So she has like, she's all into true crime. Like she's one of those. And she figured out that this Travis guy who was one of the boys that crashed on the plane with him is someone they need to talk to. Travis is the son of the coach. Yeah. And there's another kid uh, who's also the son. He survived the crash too. So yeah, we find out in this episode that uh, those two boys survive, but the coach had been pulled out of the door of the plane as it was crashing which would have been terrifying yeah 
And they find him on a tree impaled on a branch. Still alive, though. Still alive. Still alive. I, I, <laughs> that didn't kill him. <laughs> so, yeah, Travis tries to climb up there to save him. And in doing so, the branch collapses and crashes down like 50 feet. And I think then it kills him, right? <laughs> that killed him. Yeah. But he was up there for a while before they noticed he was up in the tree. Yeah. Because he couldn't talk. And I guess he wasn't moaning. But yeah. when he when he when his son Travis was climbing the tree and Travis was trying to get to the branch where he was on, that's when he noticed his father was still moving. So that's a horrible way to die. And then we also see this symbol carved into this tree. Yeah. So another like weird, I don't know, weird thing. Now I will say this. So that means that symbol was there before they yeah. crashed. Yeah. Okay. That, that I just wanted to set that up because. That was what was throwing me the yeah. whole show, was that symbol. Okay, so let's jump ahead a little bit to the finale. So spoiler alert for listeners, because it's hard to talk about this show in a linear format. So Sean and I hate shows that involve cults. Right. This is a thing we both share. <laughs> exactly. And we just don't like, it's just too much of a trope. It's just always kind of stupid when they throw this in here. So all season, it borders on, is this a cult? And I'll tell you, in the last two minutes of the fucking season finale last night, I threw my remote because a cult shows up. And I was just like, no! Like, I didn't want this to be the storyline. But you're right. So here's what we have to decide, because this symbol is in the forest before they show up there. So is there a cult that they eventually run into? Or do these girls create a cult based on what they are what happens to them in the woods in the woods that's what i want that's what i want to know right and does it tie into the man whose cabin or house they were staying in in the woods yeah exactly yeah so it's like i don't know and this season but again this is why this show is so good because they tease out all of this stuff in a way that's super interesting but they don't really give you a lot of answers right so like when we talk, I talked to you about how I listened to a, a interview with the creators and they said that they had a five season arc. And when we first talked, we're like, I don't know how this could go five seasons, but I see now because they're spending so much time on character development. And I love that. I think that's great. But because they're spending so much time doing that, they're not really answering a lot of the mysteries fast. Yeah, they're not really worried about the plot. Yeah. Essentially. If you remember with Lost, a lot of people thought that too. And honestly, for me personally, only the first three seasons of Lost was good. It went to total shit after that. But I don't think Lost walked in with a sixth season plan. I think they walked in with like a three or four season plan and then the network went, your show is so good, we need it to go longer. Yeah, because it was a top 10 show. I feel more confident knowing that these creators have a, a full outline. Mm -hmm. right that they have a place they're going and they're not just making shit up as they go along yeah so i don't know like again with the cult shit i don't know we'll see where they go with it i don't know if i'll last five seasons because i just don't like the cult stuff that much i've seen a lot of cult movies from the 80s they all suck i just can't stand them i think it'll be more interesting if this is a cult that is created from their time in the woods because i think that's a very interesting like psychological thing of how does a cult become a cult right yeah that i think the backstory would be way more interesting than them meeting up with a cult you know also we don't know if this is a supernatural story or a psychological story and 
that's another thing is they do a, a fucking amazing job with the writing because you have no idea if there's supernatural elements if it's group psychosis Another theory I have is what if this is an unreliable narrator? Like what if all of these scenes that we're seeing from the past, we eventually find out are like from uh, Shauna's diary. Like somebody's just reading somebody's diary, you know? Like all of these things could be a, a way that they explain this stuff sometime, you know? Or it's Lottie. Or Lottie's, yeah. No, 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 it's her. Because she was already, when she was a kid, she used to do and see weird shit. Yeah. So she could be the reason why all this stuff is coming into focus in the yeah. first place. Well, yeah, let's talk about Lottie a minute because, so I think it's in episode three, I can't remember. They show a scene of a young Lottie sitting in her car with her parents. She's got to be like five or six years old. Yeah. And all of a sudden she starts like, there's a red light. The light turns green, but she starts screaming like a maniac. So her parents don't pull forward and they see a truck run a red light and hit a car that went into the intersection. Yep. And as soon as it happens, then Lottie's fine again. <laughs> and then you, they go to a scene where her parents, you hear them arguing about her. The mom thinks she's like blessed. And the dad is like, no, she's a psychopath. We're taking her to a therapist. Yeah. And we also see in, in early episodes that she takes some kind of pills, like an antipsychotic pill. Right. So, to control herself. To control her, uh, her visions. Right. And we see that, at, you know, as the, with the plane first crashed, that she doesn't have enough medication. She only has enough medication for like a week. Right. So that's the whole thing is like we watch her as the show progresses slip into psychosis mm -hmm. or or her sixth sense. Like, we don't know. We don't know. It's 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 almost too much of a coincidence for it not to be something supernatural. It has but, to be. But you really don't know, right? Well, because no, it could no. just... I will I, okay when we get to the episode I'm on the supernatural train because of the bear thing yeah well There's okay no well, explanation for that when we get there too I'm gonna have a theory for that oh I can't wait to hear this so we go back to Natalie and Misty are starting their whole citizen detective thing and they're gonna go visit Travis we see that Shauna is married to Jeff but they're not really happily married yeah, they're in marriage counseling. Yeah, they're in counseling. And they just don't, they're not having sex. Like, they just, they're not in a good place. And their daughter's a shit. And it, Although their daughter is such an asshole. Yes. Holy <laughs> I kind Christ. Of, I kind of love her character as the season progresses, though. I don't know. That's a tough love right there. She's beyond disrespectful. Yeah. It's just, it's disgusting the way she speaks to her mother. It's true. Yeah. No, she's, she's a very terrible... Like, you feel bad for Shauna because, yeah, like, her husband and daughter really both don't care about her. She's kind of just, like, an, an unhappy housewife. Right. So they, but the therapist suggests they role play. So they do this role play where, because you find out Jeff is, like, the owner of a furniture store. Mm -hmm. And so they play, like, Shauna's the customer. And <laughs> it's so funny because, like, and we... <laughs> we eventually find out that the store's in trouble, but like the Shauna, Jeff gets mad because Shauna as the customer wants to make a return and he gets all upset. And so is it like, is that because the furniture business is failing? He gets mad that the customer wants to play like, well, and that, yeah. and that's why that was his idea too, is like, so his furniture business is failing. So his idea of romance is that he actually has a customer. Right. <laughs> like, 
it's just yeah because so that's what makes him happy if yeah, sales right. are good he's good yeah. you know um but apparently this business is not doing well which which uh shauna does not know this she's not aware of all the troubles the business or financial troubles i mean that is going through all she knows is that their marriage is kind of in the, the shithole right now and she has a horrible daughter yeah so we meet this new character adam who's kind of probably 10 years younger than shauna yeah and she rear ends him in an accident but he kind of like flirts with her and like uh like it's just a weird interaction right and she's just kind of like over it because she's like has a million things going on and she just like doesn't want anything to do with him but he basically says here's my number like i've got a guy that can help you or she he gives him a number to an auto shop auto body shop right and he's like here's a guy like call this number this guy will help you right so then when shauna gets home we realize oh yeah i forgot to say she had asked her daughter to like pull some meat out of the fridge and the daughter didn't do it so she goes out and catches this rabbit in the backyard and she very easily like fucking slits it down the middle. Uh, it's crazy. Like you just watch her with her knife skills and you're just like, oh, okay. Yeah. So Shauna's killed some shit. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you've eaten rabbit, but rabbit's actually good. I mean, you usually yeah, eat no, it in it like is. stew or whatever. Yeah. So after this, Shauna role plays with her husband again and they actually have sex. <laughs> but then she sees a message on his phone from another woman named Bianca that uh, tells them to meet at their usual spot at four. When I saw this, I didn't realize at first that was his phone. I thought that was her phone. Oh, really? Because I was like, why are you reading? I, I just did, well, why would she read his text on his phone? Because that's called not having trust in a relationship, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> just, I, I, I get it, but I didn't realize until I think the next episode that that was not her phone because I had to go back and change my notes because I was like, oh, really? oh shit, I didn't know that was her or his phone, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, well, ladies, do not read your men's texts. I mean, if you, <laughs> that, that's just wrong. You don't want him reading your text, so don't read his text. That's how yeah. trouble happens. However, don't cheat. That's how more trouble happens. Just saying. Yeah, but her reading this now because she thinks he's cheating sets off a series of events that we're going to see play out in the next few episodes. Correct. So we go back to the forest and we see the girls are sitting around trying to amuse themselves and they decide to start selling or sharing their darkest secrets, right? Mm -hmm. And we meet another character named Laura Lee who's a very religious character. There's always one. Yeah, and she thinks that she brought the plane down because she called someone a cunt, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so she's blaming herself. And all the girls just laugh at her like she's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> a whole plane comes down for that. Mm -hmm. mm, mm, mm. But we also see when it gets to Shauna's turn to share a secret, she's very quiet. Because obviously her darkest secret is that she's fucking her best friend's boyfriend. True. So, uh, yeah. Although she does feel guilt for it. Yeah. I might be wrong on this. They don't actually show how that came about, right? Like when they started this. No, no, we don't know how they started hooking up. Right, that's right. Yeah. We, we're in the middle of it. They just, we just see that one day at the end of yeah. episode one, they just start doing it in the back of a car. Yeah. So, okay. So yeah, we have to assume that at some point, because there's a like that's how it happens in the and where we see it is Jackie has a curfew, so they drop her off first, and then they go park somewhere and have sex. 
Right. So we have to assume that at some point Jackie had to go home early and something happened, right? Yeah. And we also see that Jackie won't have sex. She's a virgin. So that might be part of it too, is Jeff is a horny teenage boy and there's another girl that's willing to have sex with him, right? Well, they're doing that dry humping. Aren't they doing that? <laughs> that's true. She gives him, <laughs> she jerks him off, right? Or something. Uh, yeah, in episode one, right? Yeah, yeah. Because she's saving herself, I guess. I don't know. And Shauna's supposed to be the good girl. You know, the one that yeah. is, is, is aggressive. That's why yeah. I was saying it'd be interesting to know how this came about. Right, yeah, who who initiated it. Right, right. right. Yeah. So now we get to the end of this episode, and this is one of the biggest turning points for me in the series. Misty, fucking Misty, finds the flight recorder, like the basically what is giving off a signal of their location. Yeah. And she destroys it. Because in right. her mind, she's the alpha now, right? Mm. She likes the attention. So if they get rescued, she's not going to have this attention anymore. Right. But instead of a couple days, she has now doomed them to 19 months before they get rescued. We find out. Normally, the way this would have played out, Laura Lee would have been the one. Mm -hmm. Because she would have thought that God put her here to lead these people out of the wilderness. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, this was divine intervention that that plane crashed. So she could step up and rise above adversity and uh, live up to whatever God's challenges he put before her. Yeah. But in this story, they didn't do that. They did it with the crazy chick, you know, who's who has her own agenda. At the beginning of episode three, we get more of Laura Lee because she kind of becomes the person leading like the burial and the funerals, like making sure all these people are like taken care of, right? Religiously. Because yeah, she wants them to go to heaven. But we also get a little flashback for Ty to when her grandmother died and her grandmother's talking about seeing a man with no eyes like this is another weird supernatural element right and the young Thaisa starts seeing that so she sees the same ghostly face right you see this we see this man with no eyes you are saying that's a supernatural event i feel like it is right like or no, i'm just, just making sure that you're saying because um okay when we first see it, the grandmother sees it, right? Yeah. But Ty never sees it the first time. You're right. The grandmother yeah, yeah. saw it. Yeah. So but we, we as the audience, see it as well. No, no, I, I get it. But here's yeah. the thing. If you say that the event that happened to them was sort of like a lost phenomenon where they were destined to crash, mm -hmm. I don't know how why the grandmother would have been affected instead of Ty seeing it when she was yeah. a kid. Because the grandmother never goes to the, was never on this plane. Yeah. She doesn't crash. And well, see, that was it... kind of the stuff that wasn't making any sense to me is what is this? Is this just her craziness? Or is this man with no eyes a real thing? You know? Well, I guess, is it set up like a family psychosis, right? Oh, like some okay. weird family thing? Because we find out that Ty later on has a split personality, basically. Then that's science. You know? Though. That's yeah, well, medical. she doesn't again, but that's what I'm saying. So, so let's dive into that really quick, as because yeah. it'll start coming up in in the couple episodes. Ty, we find out, has these blackouts where she does crazy shit. Mm -hmm. So she sleepwalks. So she sleepwalks, and then she doesn't remember. So is it is this a supernatural element, or when the plane crashed, did it like split her personalities? Because this is a real thing. There are cases that people have multiple personality disorder. 
Oh, I wasn't even looking at it like that. So they never really talk about that, or, or they never really talk about whether it's supernatural or not. Again, what I'm saying is like it's it's written so well because you don't really know. Like, yeah. does she have some kind of disorder, or is this a supernatural element? I was ruling out supernatural because it doesn't make any sense that Ty didn't see the man with no eyes, mm -hmm. and the grandmother did, even though yeah. she's not ever going to be in the woods because she dies before this plane crash ever happens. Yeah. But I didn't think about it as being a hereditary psychosis that's yeah. passed down. I didn't think about it like that. Okay, maybe. What happens to her could easily be explained as multiple personality disorder. And a lot of time that's brought on by trauma, right? So maybe the plane crash triggered something in her brain that split her personalities. True, because Natalie sees her dead father on that plane Yeah. later. I mean, think about it. If you're on a plane that's going down, you don't know if you're going to die or not. Yeah, that's the time where you're gonna your crazy is gonna show. That's why diving into the the cult thing is interesting too, because group psychosis, right? Because you get some leader that like convinces everybody, like Jonestown, to just drink, drink the, the Kool Aid, Aid or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. So like, it, it is a very interesting show in the sense of yeah, is it supernatural or is it just a bunch of girls that get group psychosis? Yeah. So so it's like. You, you don't know and they really never confirmed i mean as we get to the end of the episode there's some interesting things that lead into a supernatural direction but i still don't know they still never confirm in this season if anything is supernatural are you saying group psychosis for just the girls or the guys who survived the crash as well we don't know right because we find only, out i'm only bringing that up because of the where we're going to go in episode five, the biological connection between the women, the yeah. men would not be affected by that. Well, again, uh, in episode nine, we see a group psychosis and it's mostly all the women, right? That was because of the mushroom thing, though. I do think it might be a, more the women get caught up in it, right? Yeah, yeah. Because as we see, the only adult is the coach, but he is an amputee now. He can't really be the like he should be in charge but the girls slowly start to dismiss him right because what is he gonna do i mean they basically say that to him at one point like what are you gonna do about it no they're right you know so you but he is always the dissenting voice the smart voice and they basically tell him to fuck off plus he's he's kind of in and out throughout the show too because of the pain he gets better at the end of the show but he in the first half he's kind of like just trying to survive back to this episode thaisa discovers a lake that's not very far they take a vote and the group decides that they're going to go to the lake because they don't have any water left or they only have a couple of days worth of water left. They write something on the plane that they went to the water. SOS went to the lake. But see, that's another interesting thing is too, is like, in, like, do you stay at the scene of the crash or do you try to? Well, yeah, that was going to be my question to you. I thought they were going to split up into two groups because I didn't think they were going to carry Coach Ben that whole damn way to that lake. Yeah. That's a long walk, uphill, downhill, all that kind of stuff. So I thought they were going to split into two groups, but I don't know if I would have traveled him. I think I would have split up, and then I guess the, the, the problem is, do you stay with that group or do you go with the traveling group? Because you got to keep your strength to protect him and the weakest members, but you need strong members to make it to get help. Yeah. You know? Uh, I think probably I would have wanted to go, but I would have had to base it on who I'm with. Yeah. Because I wouldn't want to leave somebody back there and then, you know, wolves, bears, whatever's out there, attacks them and they're sitting ducks, you know, waiting for help and they'll never, they're dead before we even come back. 
Yeah. You know? I was thinking that you'd probably go. I think so. I'd probably. Because that sitting around would have probably drove you crazy. And they end up there 19 months. I mean, that's insane. In a winter, a Canadian winter of all things, right? So, and that was something I forgot to mention. If you listen really closely in the first episode, when they're getting on the plane, there's an announcement being made that due to weather, they're changing their course. So that's, I think, part of the reason, because you wonder, like, how did they not find these girls if they knew where the plane crashed? I think that might be part of it, is they changed the flight plan, and did, maybe nobody really knew, and so they had no idea where these girls went. I know when planes go down, um, like in California and stuff, it's still hard, uh, Northern California, it's still hard to find them. It takes a while to figure out where that plane went down. You compare that to the Canadian wilderness, which is much more vast. I mean, unless you know exactly where they went, which is what, what would help with that tracking beacon, you have to literally just scour the, the, the trees. You have to put people on the ground and you have helicopters, but you can only cover so much terrain per day. How many years has it been th since MH370 went down? Seven years? Yeah, they still haven't found that plane, so yeah. Now, how long they searched for it? A year? Oh, over a year, I think, yeah. They gave up on that. So now if there's people looking for it now, that's private enterprise people looking for it now. Mm -hmm. But governments wrote them off. You know, that, that's that's over with. Because how long are you supposed to keep doing that? Yeah. In our society now, it would probably be prolonged as long as possible because you're talking about teenage girls. And so they're going to, the emotion's going to set in and the media runs with that. But even with that, the governments are only going to spend so much time searching for that plane. Yeah. And then it's going to come down to private people who say, we're going to try to find them ourselves with our own money. That's just how the world works. So the girls get to the lake and they happen to notice that there is a cabin. So then they decide to go to this cabin and they find that it's abandoned, but they find a skeleton up in the attic of the cabin. <laughs> so some dude, I guess like, but then they also find canned food, but it's all like way past its expiration. Yeah, I would have never touched that food. And there's also a, a plane there, like a little prop plane that you could tell has been there for a long time because it's basically got brush like grown over it, so. When you see the lake, wouldn't you have thought we could just fish? They never eat any fish. You're right, I, they don't. Not one time. Although there's one time where Travis looks like he's, Travis he's checking is out there, yeah. fish traps, but they don't catch yeah. any fish in a huge ass lake. Yeah, that's true. They're at that one point they're eating worms. I'm not eating no damn worm. I don't care much that protein they keep saying is in there. There's fish in that lake. I know there is. I'll sit out there all day and night if I have to before I eat a worm, you know, but whatever. So we go back to present day and Thaisa has a really creepy son, we find out. <laughs> yeah. Is that his fault? That's true, right? That kid is fucking creepy. Look what his mom and his, his grandmother were like. You know, that's yeah. not his fault. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's that's why it almost implies there's some kind of genetic thing, right? Because the kid is pretty creepy too. Yeah. And they find out, I think, that he he hits another child in the at face or something like that. Yeah. Like like at a playground, yeah. So, I mean, it's just building up that, like, some weird shit is going on in Thaisa's family line. But he's seeing things, too. Yeah, he's also claiming to see things. That leans credence to what you're saying, that it's more hereditary than supernatural. However, we saw what the grandmother saw. Yeah. The man with the... So I'm just... That's what throws me. Because he never appears to anybody else but that bloodline. Yeah, you're right. That's what throws me. So I don't understand how the connection goes to what happens in the woods. We see Shauna, who is uh, now concerned with her husband's cheating, right? So she decides to follow him. 
and ends up at a hotel where what would you know adam is also at <laughs> crazy coincidence right and they decide to get a room and have sex as you do so she decides that if her husband's cheating she's gonna cheat too we got nat and misty and nat basically she's gonna go on a road trip before we go deeper i'm gonna just say this like i have tremendous respect for uh juliet lewis that's her name yeah juliet lewis okay and i like some of her movies i guess from the 90s right i don't really like her character in this I, I just, I like the younger self of her. I don't like, every time the older self comes up, although sometimes when she does some of that sarcastic thing, I think it's kind of funny. But I just, I don't know. It kind of slows the story down every time she shows up to me. I read an article too, where she talked about how she wasn't necessarily happy with the arc of her older character in this. So yeah, I'll be curious where it goes in the future. If she stays with the show. Yeah. She might leave it, mm -hmm. who knows? But she's the only character, honestly, that really just annoys the living hell out of me. But I love her younger, whoever that actress is plays her yeah. younger self. I think she's great. Oh, I love her, yeah. you know? But the older one, nah, I just don't like it. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's kind of, you're right. It's kind of boring. Yeah. I wish they'd give her more to do. She's just kind of, I mean, there's a couple scenes that she's pretty good in, but you're right. It's like- When she's playing off of Misty, she's yeah. good. But when she's by, like, with that thing with Kevin, mm -hmm. he bores the shit out of me, too. Yeah, The true. little boy toy. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just, I'm tired of him. I just, the, the both of them. But when she's playing off of Misty, I like yeah. that. That's interesting to me. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So the, but the two of them, yeah, they go up to Travis's place and he's not home. They break in and they find some, like, they find, like, a paste up, an expensive bottle of whiskey but the sheriff shows up and arrests them for trespassing for trespassing for breaking and in you're in. right we forgot to mention that kevin guy so misty and her had been at the bar and ran into kevin who was like like when natalie was 16 or 17 she hung out with these two other outsider boys and kevin was one of them yeah so he they run into each other and he gives them his card and he's a detective now so misty decides to call him to bail them out of jail <laughs> and admits that she has been texting kevin as natalie which fucking misty is such a psycho <laughs> yeah i know i told you and she thinks she's doing great you know does yeah. it ever say what uh how does natalie make money do they ever i don't say know that? yeah they she don't lives really in a motel yeah and she draws she she lives in a motel and she drives a porsche which she ends up selling but yeah. i'm like how do you where does your money come from <laughs> everybody else has yeah. a job but her yeah and we forgot to talk about in the first episode there's a character was her name jessica that's like a reporter oh jessica roberts that's going, yeah that's going around asking all of the yellow jackets if they'll tell their story because they've kind of i don't know if it was agreed upon but they've decided that they don't want to say what happened out in the woods yeah and we all assume it's cannibalism but at this point who the fuck knows like right. they're leading the show in so many directions that it could be other things too so we don't really know what they're all hiding at this point. I also like that, the fact that, because when Lost was on, there was never any threat of cannibalism. You ever remember that? Ever? Yeah. Not, not even a hint of that. it. Right. <laughs> you know? And with this one, this feels yeah. more, like you said earlier, gritty and more realistic. Because if you're talking yeah. those woods and you don't think anybody's coming for you and you can't find no food, that thought will cross your mind. It's not, especially yeah. when people start dying off. 
you know, because they're dead. They don't need the meat sack anymore. Yeah. And speaking of dying off, at the end of this episode, Misty and Nat go back to Travis's and find out that he's hung himself. Yep. But they also find a note that says, tell Nat she was right. So it kind of leaves a little bit of what the fuck is going on. Right. Right. So Nat is convinced that he didn't kill himself. Oh, we never actually meet Travis's adult self, by the way. No, no, we never do. Yeah, we just yeah. see the body hanging. But every time Travis yeah. shows up in this show, it's always his teenage self. Yeah. But we do see little flashbacks of like adult Natalie and Travis obviously had something going on. Right. Right. I think there's like a little flash of them in bed together or something like that. Like, like they have clearly created a bond where they were, and, and Natalie at one point says that they were like each other's sponsors in and out of rehab and stuff like that. This is not good. That's why she's convinced he didn't kill himself because she's like, they, they made a pact to each other that they would never do that. Which is weird that you believe it because they're drug addicts and drug addicts lie. Yeah. yeah so exactly. a, a pact that a drug addict makes means nothing, but whatever. Yeah. But then in this next episode, we see some of Natalie's tragic backstory. We see that her dad was an abusive alcoholic father. Yeah. And we get this crazy scene in in this episode where we see that he, like, Kevin and her are hanging out in her room. And, like, the mom's passed out on the couch. So they sneak into their, like, trailer. And her and Kevin go back into their her room. The dad comes home, finds the boy in there, and freaks out, like, calls her a slut and all this stuff. He runs Travis off, but then he goes back and starts beating the mother. I'm Ke uh, Kevin, Kevin, Kevin runs yeah. Kevin off. Yeah, it starts beating the shit out of the mom. So Natalie grabs a gun and she even pulls the trigger, but the safety's on, yep. right? So it doesn't shoot him. So the dad being an asshole is like, oh, good thing you're a fucking idiot and stupid. You'd have to take the safety off. And so he walks outside, like outside the trailer. And Natalie, I forget what she says. She sasses him again. He says that she's a useless loser. And That's then right. She he turns around because I guess he saw that as being disrespectful. Yeah. And then he <laughs> yeah. he turns around and he's walking back up the steps. I guess slap her and trips. The shotgun goes off and blows off half his head. Yeah. Dumbass way to die. <laughs> but he had it coming because he was about to beat the shit out of his own daughter. So. Yeah, and he was beating the shit out of his wife. Right. So kind of kind of deserved it. He did deserve that. Although I thought it was interesting, they made sure to show us that the mother still went to the band's dead body, even though she was getting the shit beat out of her. Yeah. And was crying and mourning. Yeah. That right there is real. That yeah, happens all the fucking yeah. time. It, I'm not trying to be sexist, but it's a serious flaw in women that a man mm -hmm. can beat the living shit out of you and he die right in front of you and you still mourn him. Makes no yeah. sense to me, but whatever. Yeah. But anyways, that's kind of a backstory as to why Natalie is kind of good with guns, I guess. Like that's, I don't know. But basically they, they figure out there's a gun in this cabin and there's a certain amount of bullets and they decide to test all of the girls shooting skills. Yeah. And they figure out that Natalie is a pretty much a natural and, and Travis. So her and Travis become the hunters, the hunting team. And I think this is part of what creates a romantic relationship between them right because they're always out together they kind of get this rapport going you know they, they become they basically fall in love with each other throughout the rest of the series also because i think they can sense in each other that they're kind of both damaged yeah and usually damaged people can sense their own kind so to speak yeah. and so I, I think that's what it is i, I think that's kind of what helped that bond come together with them too but it's yeah. also told 
that damaged people should not come together. They should not have a oh, relationship yeah. <laughs> together. It's toxic, right? Yeah, That's it's the absolutely problem. toxic, yeah. but they, they yeah. can't help themselves. They're they're addicted to each other's damage. And that's what yeah. it's like irresistible to each other. Travis has a little brother, Javi, who also survived the crash. And we meet a little him a little bit more and we see that he kind of grows closer to Shauna in the woods. And that he's like borrows some of her journal pages to go draw. So we see kind of a connection there, which this is what led to a lot of theories. A lot of people were theorizing that Adam was Javi in the present day timeline, which I think is kind of blown out of the water later on. You mean as it was coming out week to week, that's what they were saying? As week to week, there was a lot of <laughs> theories that Javi grew up and it was Adam because like there's that weird Shauna connection. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this was a major theory, dude, on the Reddit page. But pages. that's a lot yeah. of change. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I cuz are you, so she wouldn't have recognized him? Yeah, that's the whole thing, right? Like who knows? <laughs> so but it became a theory because well, that's what I was telling you like I it's interesting watching it week to week, right? Because I would go into these rabbit holes of theories and a lot of these theories is who is Adam. Oh, I didn't know that. And, okay. And it's interesting because in episode nine, all of that kind of blows up and we'll get there. Right. But, but a lot of people were just kind of like, Adam seems suspicious. Like, who is he? There's no way he's just some random dude. Like, and he's still, I, I don't know, because they don't really tell Like we never figure out who he is. That is so weird because to me, I felt like with Adam, the same way I felt with Juliet Lewis's character. I thought he brought nothing to this show. Okay. I didn't find him interesting at all. I can't believe the Reddit pages were going crazy over this guy. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Well, I think it was more like there's too much coincidence in how he comes into the story. Right? So I think everybody was theorizing on he can't just be some random dude. He's got to be connected somehow. I don't know. We'll find out, right? Yeah. Shauna had sex with Adam, so she's all happy now because she feels more alive i guess because she's not really having sex with her husband right and we see natalie and misty again misty's trying to make sure she's okay because again they feel like travis they don't think he just killed himself they think he was murdered right misty reaches out to some hacker guy in her citizen detective group and he's able to get the police pictures and they somehow figure out that there were candles burned under travis's body in the shape of that symbol Right. So that's another like weird, okay, is there a cult, you know? Because that means that they hung him, I guess, and then they put the yeah. candles there. So it's like it's, like a, it's ritual a ritual, almost. exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then they had, then once, once whatever that ritual is was done, they removed all the mm -hmm. candles and left the body hanging up there. So yeah. to make it still look like a suicide. And they never confirm this throughout this season, but I feel like that's probably what happened. Like later when we find out there is a cult, like I, that's probably what it was, some kind of ritual to to murder him or whatever. Yeah. And maybe it was because, but again, like, I hope they get into like why all of a sudden, because it's been 25 years since the plane crash. So like, why now are they killing people? Yeah, that's true. It's weird. And they were talking about how Travis went off the grid. So he wasn't, I don't know. Like who know? I hope they get into that eventually as to why why they're waiting till now to start killing the survivors. Also, we still haven't seen his brother. Yeah, we don't see his brother this whole season. 
in the present day. We don't see him. Let's talk about that now. We don't see anyone besides the five people we've talked about. See, that I thought was interesting because to me, when I started first watching this show, I was thinking that means that everybody eventually died in the wilderness, at least the ones that didn't make it back. But that's not true. That's just, we've only seen the ones we know of. Yeah. That doesn't mean that they all died. That just means we've only seen what they've shown us. Yeah. You know, except for the one major one at the very end of the season. That's another theory that's been floating online is, did they purposely leave some people behind? You know, like, did did this group of girls get rescued, but knew, like there was like a fracture in like the girls, like they split into two groups and they just left some of them behind. Yeah, I see what you're you saying. You know, yeah, who knows? Yeah. There's a lot of theories about this show, Sean. I know. <laughs> That's what I was saying. This is this is how it was with Lost. Same thing. People were going crazy trying to figure out where it was going and all the theories and stuff. Yeah. So we also see this episode Misty being crazy because Nat goes on a date with Kevin and Misty follows her. And it's crazy. She takes a lady from an old folks home as her date. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but she also notices that, that Jessica, that reporter, is following Natalie and she tips Natalie off. But Natalie is just pissed that Misty's around. So... We're still trying to figure out who Jessica is at this point, right? Yeah. Well, no, well, she, I, she's a reporter. Maybe they revealed it. Yeah, she, they. She was hired by Taisa, basically to to find out with Taisa's campaign. She wants to make sure none of her dark secrets come out. So Jessica was hired by Taisa to make sure no one's. Talking. Yeah, I think she's more like a freelance. There's not an organization behind her. She just figured out no. a way that if she can break this story, she'll make a lot of money on it, or get at least get the credit yeah. and the money for it. So, but I don't think that like there's a newspaper behind her or a television station. Behind no, her. no, that's what I'm saying. Taisa, she's not really a reporter. Taisa hired her to pretend to be a reporter. But when she first approached Taisa, though, what was that for? That was because she was trying to break the story and get the credit and the money for it in the future, correct? No, because late in a later episode, remember, she tells Misty she's a fixer. That's what she does is she fixes problems for rich and powerful people. Yeah, I remember that. I just thought when they when she initially meets Thais, I thought that was in episode one. And she was she was asking questions about what happened that, and that she wanted to know the real story of it and to break it. No, but she's she's not talking to Thaisa. She goes to Natalie, Misty, and Shauna. Okay, okay. She doesn't go to Thaisa. Thaisa is the one that hired her to go talk gotcha, to them. Gotcha, I forgot yeah. about that part, okay. And we also see as Tha- in this episode that as Thaisa is like doing her campaign, she, like this is, there's a part where one of the donors like they're talking they're having a private chat and the donor's like you know you could tell me like confess your secrets and Thaisa tells her to fuck off <laughs> so you can see Thaisa still has a lot of secrets too right she's not that none of them are talking just off of what we've seen of Thaisa in the wilderness she can't repeat what she did out there yeah not if you're gonna be a politician she can't talk about I mean this is a little bit of a spoiler but she can't talk about I was out there eating dirt and watch sleepwalking <laughs> yeah. and shit. You can't be talking about that crap because they'll think you're crazy. Yeah, exactly. I don't know about all the other girls, but you don't want, I mean, because obviously we'll find out in the future seasons how bad this really got. Yeah. I don't think you'd want to talk about any of it. I don't know if you remember the the guy in Cleveland who was using his basement as like for sex slaves. He had him chained up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Casti- Castile? Or yeah, Castile? I think that's yeah. what he, and he, when he went into yeah. uh, jail, he actually hung himself in jail. But yeah. those girls, they're never going to talk about what happened. They don't want to talk about it. It's too horrible. 
you know, because he had yeah. him on there for what months, right, or even a year or something like yeah, that. Yeah, uh, I think over a year. Yeah, them, I would yeah. never want to discuss any of that. And I know the public wants to know because it's salacious. But fuck that. Mm-hmm. I I need to be able to sleep at night, and I don't want to sit there and talk yeah. about. It and everybody looks at you like you you're this victim or you're crazy. No one wants that. So I I, I can understand why they did that. Yeah. So this episode ends with with Misty calling Shauna to tell her that Travis is dead. So we get now everybody knows that uh, something's going on. Mm-hmm. So we get to episode five, which I had asked you before you watched it to let me know if this episode makes you uncomfortable. Yeah, well, it, it did, but. This episode talks about something that so few shows talk about, menstruation. Yes. So we find out that because all of these girls are stuck together for, at this point, a month or so in the wilderness, that they have all synced up and all of their periods are at the same time. Yes. Which for poor Travis is a nightmare. <laughs> well, not just him. Yeah, Javi yeah. and Ben too. Yeah. But yeah, so you see, but part of it is like they're having, because they have no supplies, these poor girls are boiling used pads to reuse them again. Was that pads or, or towels? Or towels, I'm sorry, it's towels. Yeah. Because they don't have pads, so they're having to use something to to absorb the blood that can't be comfortable walking around with no, a, a fucking no towel <laughs> you know i just i because here's the thing now because me and gianna talked about this earlier because you know she wanted to know how i felt about discussing this I, it this subject hardly ever comes up in anything i watch and it's kind of odd that it doesn't because you would think if there's women stranded on a planet i don't care where they're stranded it's gonna come up yeah and if, if there was a real situation so I, it's always odd to me how it never comes up in fiction it's like people just ignore it it's like going to the bathroom they never discuss that either people just walking around and there's no toilet paper in sight you're just walking through the desert so what are you doing yeah there's no soap nothing you know it's, it's weird that's one, one of the things about stephen king he does put like bathroom scenes in because he says, I just find it odd that they never, you never see this in fiction that people go to the bathroom. Well, and that's why, like I said, uh, in Lost, they never talk about how Kate gets her period, even though that's something very real that's going to happen to you when you're on the desert or you're stuck on an island. Like no one ever talks about it. So I do think it's kind of cool that they actually put this in here. And it's like basically the whole not the whole episode, but a very big portion of the episode is about this. If I was a woman and I'm in this situation, all right, the first day you're not really thinking about it. But after a couple of days, I'd be thinking, hey, uh, yeah, what are we supposed to do when, uh, <laughs> you know, things go bad on us for a little bit? I'm sorry, but I would think that would come up if I was a woman, oh, yeah. especially with other women, you know? But you notice it never happens. No. Nope. Ever. They never even touch this. They don't even hint at it. You know, everybody's just happy. (laughs) But we're finding out two things in this episode. We find out that Jackie is struggling to be a leader. Yeah. She has no idea what to do. She's like, people are noticing that she's not pulling her weight. Well, because she thinks help is coming any moment. Yeah. That's why. And Shauna even tries to warn her and say, hey, like people are noticing you're not doing anything. Like you need to like actually do something to show that you're part of the group. But we also learn is that Shauna doesn't have her period. Yep. So this is where we figure out, and she's trying to fake it. I think she goes and takes a pad or a towel and puts deer blood on it 
to make it appear that she's having her period too. But she's we find out she's pregnant. Like this is where we figure out that she is pregnant with Jeff's baby. Now that that's the thing too. That would be I mean, because you don't know how long you're gonna be out there, but man, imagine having a baby out in those woods, no hospital, yeah. nobody here is ever delivered. When I know back in the day, people would do these natural births and stuff like that. But that's mm-hmm. but that's you're coming from previous generations who have experienced that. These girls have never done natural birth, no. <laughs> you know, or cut an umbilical cord. They've never done any of that stuff. So having a baby out yeah. there would be very difficult. Just saying. Yeah. But in this episode, Jackie decides to be part of the group. She says they should do a seance, <laughs> which is... Have you done that? I don't know, whatever. No, but maybe like... I'm trying Wiki, to think this is 96. The, board, right? the movie... The movie The Craft was big yeah, remember, yeah, yeah. in 96. 96 that's right. So that's like, right. yeah. So I don't know if it's like because that movie came out. I mean, that, you know, who knows? Oh, but you, you've you never actually done it. I've never done a seance. I mean, we played st- light as a feather, stiff as a board as kids, but what like. What the hell is that? You've never heard of that? I don't that? know what that oh is. I've never heard you've never, have you ever seen The Craft? No, I know about it. I just never oh saw it. Oh my God. It. It's such a I good thought movie. it was about Ouija boards. The craft is about which these four teenage girls who think they're witches. Oh, okay. It's a great. Ah, oh, it's a classic '90s. No, movie. I got you. Uh, but yeah, there was this always. There was I don't know when I was kids. There was a game called Light as a Feather, Stiff as a Board, where apparently you would be able to, with a couple like one girl would lay flat and the other girls would all put like a couple fingers of it under and you'd be basically try to levitate the girl. Oh, I mean, it never I've worked. never heard of this in my life. Yeah. You've never heard <laughs> no. of this? Oh, okay. <laughs> I've never heard well, of that. <laughs> after this, you should Google okay. it. <laughs> but anyways, during the seance, Lottie loses it. She, like, gets possessed, basically. So here's another bordering on, is it supernatural or is Lottie just But crazy? remember, by this point, I think her medication's gone. Her medication's long yeah. gone. Yeah, so she starts like muttering in French, which just leads to a funny scene where they're like, Lottie doesn't speak French, and they're like, Jackie, and she's like, I don't know, I'm only in like French 101. Oh, yeah. Like, I have no idea what she's no, saying. I can so, relate because I failed yeah. French. So I would, I, I know a few words, you know, but if yeah. you don't know the words I know, then I don't know what to tell you, you know? Yeah. Oh, and I forgot this episode too. We find out again another crazy Misty is a, yeah, is a crazy bitch scene. She apparently is in love with Coach Bennett, yes. who has one leg. And when he doesn't respond to her advances, she does two things in this episode. She trips him and she fucking offers him poison tea. <laughs> like, it, she's crazy, so, dude. Like, she is fucking crazy. So he'll crazy. be dependent on her, you know? Yeah, she wants him to be dependent. Forever yeah. and ever. Oh, yeah, because it's sorry, I missed the part. At the beginning of this episode, she like grabs his dick. Yeah, oh. And he and he gets all upset with her. Well, about yeah. It. See, okay, this was just weird to me because at first I thought this is what you were talking about, but this episode. But so, yeah. Coach Ben is laying in his bed and he's asleep, and there is a biological thing that happens to men in the morning. <laughs> you know, called morning, morning wood. wood. Is what That's we call right. It. <laughs> well, apparently, Coach Ben was peaking and he was really erect. So at that same point, Misty comes in and she's just fixated on this huge lump under the bed. So fixated, she yeah. just starts walking towards it like she's in a trance. And right when she touches it, he wakes the fuck up. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You know? Yeah. And I was like, man, I, I just, 
she is beyond nuts, but. But that's what triggered her into fucking with him is because he got so mad at her for grabbing his yes. wood. <laughs> yes. So. And, and you know, the yeah, weird thing so. about it is she needs him to go to the bathroom. So yeah. uh, uh, honestly, she could have just said, hey, it looks like you might need to go to the bathroom. Do you want me to help yeah. you? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Now, his existence in yeah. this was must have been just horrible. Just I it's know, the right? worst one. He needs help with the bathroom. He needs help walking around. He's got to be carried. All this. It's just horrible. And he's a man. Yeah. And I, I'm, I know it sounds kind of sexist, but it's very hard for a man to be dependent on so many women just to get around. Mm -hmm. It really is. It, it, it eats at your ego, you know, because it, it's ingrained yeah. in men to be the strong one, or at least present it that way. And that yeah. to have his leg taken off and then even the women are snapped yeah. back at him. What are you going to do if I don't listen to you? Yeah. What, what is he going to do? Well, so now coach, he realizes that she's fucking crazy. So now he has to pretend that he likes her too. <laughs> and he basically tells her, yes, yes, Misty, I like you too, but you're 17. So we have to wait until you're 18. Like just to like get her to stop. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, but he's like, We're, it's a secret. We have to keep it a secret. So, I mean, you know, she's fucking psycho for sure. That just makes her worse, though, because you're encouraging it. I know. <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, but what else are you gonna do? Like he, like you said, she could kill him easily. Yeah. Like he, there's nothing he could do. So he's at the mercy of her right now. He's just got to placate yeah. her. Right. So, so that's I think all, basically all that happens with the teenage timeline. In the present day, we've got uh, Adam and Shauna still having fun together. Yep. Adam decides to take her to a Halloween party and they do Molly, I think, right? MDMA. Did they do it or the, the daughter did that? I thought they did it too, but I can't I remember. I know she was just, she was weirded out because everybody was much younger than her and half naked. But yeah. I thought it was when she found that her daughter was there and she was on Molly. Well, yeah. So that's so she thinks she's seeing a ghost because she sees a girl that looks like Jackie in a cheerleading, in a yellow jacket's cheerleading yeah. outfit. And then she finds out it's her daughter that took the jersey. Like she, I guess Jackie's parents gave the jersey to Shauna. And so she took it out of her closet and the daughter is wearing it to this Halloween party. Yep. It so and it, I mean it's yeah, that would be odd to run into your parents at a dance club. Yeah. <laughs> you know. For sure. With her boyfriend. Yeah, that, well, with the, your with your mom and her I, boyfriend. I, I mean, my mom would have never done that, but I don't know how I would have reacted if I would have found her at a club yeah. with another dude who ain't my father. I I, I don't know yeah. what I would have done, to be honest with you. I don't know. But this is this is one. So this is my favorite Shauna scene, I feel like. So well, let's get to it. So they have a her and her daughter leave the party and they kind of have a nice little heartfelt moment together. But then the next morning. The daughter is like, all right, um, I'm not going to tell dad about your boyfriend, but from now on, I don't have a curfew. And this scene where Shauna just completely destroys her. Yeah. We're basically saying, okay, have you ever heard of a mutual destruction? And, or mutually, destruction. what do they call it? A mutually assured destruction. Yeah. And Callie's like, yeah. And she's like, okay, well, divorces are expensive and where would your college fund come i mean she basically the way she does it is just amazing right. and and you see the girl just her face just goes like and then shauna goes hey jeff your daughter has something to tell you <laughs> 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 i mean it was just so perfectly played like that scene is amazing yeah. so but you know she but, she deserves it because that daughter's horrible 
Oh, no, you're right. Like, she's a piece of shit. But this scene was great. I loved it. And then we go to this, this Nat's timeline. This, again, like you said, she's not really doing a lot. She's basically, like, putting Kevin on the line so that she can get a toxicology report for Travis. And it's, it's Oh, yeah, clean. he was, he, so yeah, he was drug-free. Yeah. yeah. And I, I can't remember. I forget where Misty does it, but Misty puts a camera in Nat's hotel. Oh, yeah, she shows up with the owl. And there's a camera built into it. And she told yeah. her it was like a fragrance device to make your apartment yeah. motel smell good. Yeah. You know, but there's really a hidden camera, high definition yeah. camera in there. Yeah. So, and then in Thaisa's story, we find out that uh, someone has painted the word spill on her door. And they think it's her son because they find red paint under his bed. Yeah. And this is where he says the lady in the tree made him do it. And now we think that he's seeing things as well. Oh, by the way, uh, Thaisa, every once in a while, she sees a wolf running around in New Jersey. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. In New Jersey. So it's a hallucination. But she sees it like it's real. Yeah. And there's a reason why later we'll explain why that happens. But she keeps seeing this wolf running around. And it gets more and more intense for her each as each episode goes deeper into this so it kind of does yeah. feed into that psychosis thing however i guess you could say the wolf is a reflection of the trauma she suffered in the woods i still don't understand the man with no eyes thing but whatever yeah so this is the episode episode six is what we talked about already where they do the flashback to lottie uh as a child with her weird premonition because it sets up that lottie is now having weird visions in the forest as well right so she has a vision of a deer with bloody antlers at the beginning of this episode. I don't think we mentioned it, but Ty is obviously a lesbian. And she's having a affair with Van. Or they're dating. They're together. Oh, no, the younger. Who's the, who's the younger Ty. In the younger yeah, yeah. timeline. Yeah, yeah. Is having, uh, is in a relationship with Van, who's the team goalie. And Van, we also didn't talk about. She almost died in the original plane crash because nobody, like, she was not on fire she was stuck in the seat and they all left her on the plane she was stuck in the seat because the seat belt wouldn't release for her shauna tried but jackie told her just leave her yeah van was not unconscious when she said just yeah leave her. exactly <laughs> you know yeah. and the fire is coming and in some kind of way van was able to get out of that plane yeah um but as you can imagine van was pissed off at jackie because she was gonna let him burn to death in a plane yeah you know it's a horrible way to die, burning to death. Yeah, so. for sure. How do you feel about Van, though? I don't know if I love her as a character. Like, Yeah, that's kind of how I was feeling, too. She, she's kind of where annoying. Where she's going in the end of this, too, I feel like I'm going to like her less and less. Well, I didn't really like her at all. I just, yeah. I, I don't know if she's supposed to be like comic relief or... I don't know. I just don't really bond with that character. I like, and we kind of talked about this, is I like that they're portraying a lesbian relationship as being totally normal. You know, like, yeah. like again, not a lot of television shows have done that in the past. So these basically, like, because in a later episode, the two of them basically come out to everybody and no one gives a shit. They're all happy for them. You know, right. so it's like, it's just nice that they're treating this as a, and I guess and the, they do talk about how they're keeping it a secret at first because they're worried what people will think. So yeah. they, they do treat it again. This is, I feel like a very realistic storyline in this period, this time period is, you know, being out 
was starting to happen, but it wasn't as accepted as it is now, you know? Oh yeah. So. I remember when I was in college on the, on the, uh, the sidewalks, there was coming out day written. I didn't know what that meant. Mm -hmm. I thought it had to do with orientation, like the class orientation. And then someone, cause it's in October. I think that's gay month or whatever. Pride month. And they had said, June. Pride, yeah, gay pride month. Oh, I thought it was October. It's June. Well, at least June is, yeah, June is pride. Yeah. But it was written all over the, in chalk, in uh, lime green chalk, all yeah. over the steps and stuff. And someone had to tell me what that, cause I, I just never heard of this before. So at that point in the nineties, cause I went from 90 to 95, it was still kind of a new thing, but on college campuses, it was more accepted. Mm -hmm. Outside of the universes where you had all the other bullshit going on, yeah. if you were gay and had to deal with that. But on college campuses, it's kind of like a bubble. So you don't really have to deal with the same social pr pressures that you would yeah. have outside of college. So After a late night rendezvous between Ty and Van, Ty decides that she doesn't want to sit there anymore. Oh, you mean to go get help? To go get help. She's like, like they're starting to run out of food and she's like, we should, we need to, uh, we need to do something. We need to move. We need to get out of here. Because they're worried about winter coming. Yeah. And if winter comes, you're going to have less food and you're going to deal with the, the cold. That's what they're worried about. But the other problem with that is you don't know how far you got to walk. This is all on foot. They don't have any vehicles. Yeah. And, oh, their compass was fucked up, too. <laughs> so you don't know if you're going in circles or yeah. where you're going. And you don't have any maps. You know, so it's just, I I can understand why she did it. But, I mean, honestly, if you could have just picked the direction and you don't know where you're going to end up, how do you know you're not going to go for, further north where, the, where it's going to get colder? Yeah. So, I don't know. But you got to do something. This is where I think Ty, when she goes back in upstairs, like there's a loft in the cabin where that dude was dead. That's where her and Shauna sleep is in this upstairs. And this is at this point, Ty finds out from Shauna that Jeff is the father of her baby. Also, uh, Shauna has been writing all this stuff down in her journals, which was turns out to be a really big mistake. Idiot. <laughs> well, you remember, well, you may not remember but back in the eighties and nineties journals and diaries was a big thing. They was yeah, a really big true. thing back then. Yeah, I guess it's a thing of the past now, but back then it was huge, especially for girls because guys didn't really do that. But a lot of girls did it. Yeah. It just was like their friend that doesn't talk. Then we get another awkward scene between Nat and Travis where they're kissing passionately <laughs> and uh, they find out that he's a virgin. So the ring. What led to this was the they they kind of bonded after having to dig up the. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he wanted a ring that his dad had worn, and he forgot that when he forgot to get it from him when they buried him. Yeah. So they went and un dug up the dad and took the ring off. He couldn't do it, so she did it yeah, for so him. Yeah, so Natalie yeah. did it. Yeah. Um, and that kind of helped bond them because they started hanging yeah. out at the crash site, which is kind of odd. Yeah. But they kept going back to that crash site to hang out because. That was the only time they really have any privacy away from everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, so they were like hooking up in the plane. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> but yeah, so like, this is another typical fucking dude thing mm -hmm. is he's a virgin and she's not. So he gets upset that she's had sex with a few people. Well, well, no, he wanted to know how many yeah. she'd been because he wanted to know what yeah. number he was. Which is such bullshit. Let's, I'm going to go off on a tangent here because I think this is the most bullshit thing ever. Who cares? Who cares how many people your partner uh, has had sex with? Like, it doesn't fucking matter. Okay. 
I, I agree with you, but I'm going to try to explain to you why that was a thing. Okay, it goes back thousands yeah. of years, but I'm going to just, from a male point of view, it's because the more partners a woman has had, the more her value decreases in certain males' minds. Oh my God. That's, that, remember at a time, the, the, the purest a woman could be was a virgin, the yeah. purest. So if you're going to sit there and say that you've been with a couple guys or you've been with 200 guys, well, a lot of guys don't want that chick who's been with 200 guys, unless she's a prostitute. Then they're okay with that because they look at it, that's her job. That's what she's supposed to do. But you wouldn't take her out in nice society, though. Men want the virgin and the Madonna. They want a virgin who also does all the slutty sex stuff that they want. Like, it's such bullshit. Like, if you want a girl who's going to be into doing crazy shit, you need someone who's experienced, right? But they want to be the one who teaches her that. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so stupid. I hate that it's still, even in today's society, that girls get slut-shamed just because they want to have a good time. Like, women should be able to have fun sex just as much as men do. You know? Like, why? I don't, I don't get it. I think it's a little different today. I think... Uh... It's being more accepted that women like to do that, but I think men use the slut yeah. shaming as it just a weapon. It's it's it, yeah. they don't even it doesn't matter how many men you've been with. If you piss off a dude, he uses it as a weapon, regardless of it could have been mm -hmm. one guy you've been with. He's still gonna come at you with the, the slut and the hoe and all that kind of stuff. You know? It, yeah. I, I I don't think that'll ever it's always gonna be a thing. It's just it's just it is mm -hmm. what it is. But I understand what you're saying. It is not fair. It really is, because there's no. guys who've had sex with thousands of women. Supposedly, Wilt Chamberlain, I don't know if you know who that is, but he was a famous basketball player. Yeah, I know. 20,000 women he said he had. That's what he said in his book, because he would bang chicks from different cities. 20,000. Which, I'm going to digress a little bit, and you may want to cut this out, <laughs> but did you hear this Drake story, this recent thing that mm. happened? So an Instagram model claims that she went, met Drake, he was very, very nice guy. They had sex. Like he asked her, if she, like the whole consent and everything. Mm -hmm. Then after it was over, he went in the bathroom and took the condom off and threw it away. Then she went in the bathroom, took the condom out and tried to put his semen inside her, right? Because she would have tried to get pregnant. What he did was he put hot sauce in the condom to kill the sperm and now she's suing him because she burned her vagina by putting the sperm in there with hot sauce in it because of what she did to herself because of what yeah, she did to herself exactly. but what's crazy is the storyline is drake puts hot sauce and condom it should be crazy bitch yeah. tries to inseminate herself well, like you know uh... why drake gets hit with that because suppose all right drake has a kid right he got yeah he got a porn star pregnant and mm -hmm. the reason why he was with the porn star, he was not wanting her to get pregnant because she does that as a living. She got pregnant yeah. with his baby and then he started bad mouthing her saying that she's just oh, after really? his money and all that kind of stuff. So I think that's why this hot sauce stuff is a thing now because of yeah. what he had, because that, that baby well, caught, he's worth a hundred million dollars. So he's paying that woman probably four or five, $10 million, you know? But I'm just saying, like, I understand when you talk about those guys who've had sex with all those women, I understand them having resources because there's there are women like this yeah. who try to get pregnant so that they can have a sugar right. daddy. It's a lot right? Yeah. So, because yeah. That, that's 18 Anyways, years of child support. I just, I digress, but I just thought that was hilarious. I don't know if you knew about it. I didn't so, know about the hot sauce one, no. Guys are going to be carrying hot sauce around all the time. <laughs> <you know? laughs> Anyways, back to the show. 
Lottie is getting crazier, but because she's having visions, she goes to talk to Laura Lee, our resident God expert. And Laura Lee decides that she should be baptized and that she needs to accept the Holy Spirit into her heart. So they, she takes Lottie down to the lake and gives her a baptism, a baptism yeah. where Lottie has a vision that's a red stream and like a flash of red light along with the same, the deer antlers, the drenched in blood. Oh, she also though, they don't say where this is, but she was walking in some kind of subterranean area where candles were everywhere. Yeah. But they don't say yeah. where that area was. Um, Cause when she's mm -hmm. dipped into the water, she they show her like falling deep into the water and then she comes out in that yeah. subterranean area, but it's a vision. So we don't know what that was about, but but then she sees the river of blood because she's tapped into something. She sees things yeah. and she sees images that will mean something in the future, but she can't tell you what they are when they're coming. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. So uh, we find out that part of this comes true because Travis and Natalie come back with a the deer they shot that has the bloody antlers. And when they cut it open, it's full of maggots. maggots. So another really fucking disgusting, disgusting scene. So. Oh yeah. But don't forget, this was a couple episodes ago. Remember when they saw the rotting bear carcass? You can see the yeah. entrails and there was a vulture uh. picking off the flesh of its face. You know, but they they kept doing close up shots. I kept looking at it, kept thinking about you. Like she she's probably has to look away from this because this is dude. There's so many <laughs> scenes in the show, yeah, that I'm just like, Ugh. yeah, it so... it really is. It it leans more towards horror. This show it does, but I like it. I don't know why. I'm not usually a horror fan, but I think they do such a good. They walk that line so well yeah. that it's like mystery horror, like and then psychological thriller. Great psychological right. thriller. It's just such like it it captures all of these things. It's amazing. That's why I love it so much because it's just so. It's one of the best written shows in a long mm -hmm. time. Like it just and I said like. It's weird because some of these episodes, it feels like a lot doesn't really happen, but you're learning about these characters and you're figuring out who they are. Yes, yeah, this is so, one of the more character-driven shows I've ever seen. Yeah. Because um, they really, at least in this season, they don't really seem to care about the plot a whole lot. No, the plot barely right. moves. It's pretty crazy because I feel that way where I'd watch an episode and I'd be like, that was an hour? <laughs> like, what? what happened but like you're learning so much and you're seeing these girls interact with each other but there's not a huge amount of stuff happening yeah. but it's still good like that's the thing is like it doesn't really bother me that they don't get that far it's it still keeps my interest Plus, you know what they also do in at least in the uh the, the younger girls timeline they mm -hmm. change locations so that changes the yeah. scenario if they stayed at that cra original crash site the whole time, it might get a little boring. But mm -hmm. because they keep moving to different locations, it helps change the dynamic of the storytelling. So, because you have different yeah. circumstances, especially what happens with, when Ty's group goes out on their own. You know, I, it's like when I was telling you when you're writing your story about the uh, the uh, the one the kids with the powers. And I said, yeah, I said you were you were trying to figure out like the timeline of stuff, and I said, hey. You need to like have them like do like a where they, they're at a rest stop or something. They go out into the woods, they get attacked by wolves or bears or something. And you looked at me like I was yeah. crazy when I told you that. But there's a you see in this show why yeah. I told you that. Yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You have to give them different scenarios that have nothing to do with the plot. 
it might enhance them yeah. individually but it has to you have to keep it yeah. separate from because the plot's the main course everything else is the size so give them yeah. the size and if they're happy with the size you you can get to the plot whenever you want to you know and i when i when i was yeah. watching this show that's kind of how i felt about this that the plot at least in this season i don't know what's going on in season two they don't seem too concerned about telling you what the overall goal of all this is with the exception of getting no. back to civilization that's it you know yeah but like with the timelines thing too, like you know that they get out, right? So it's also building that mystery of like what happened. Yeah, we don't know who got out. You know, though. we we don't know who who all right. gets out. We don't know what the what the big secret is. We think it's cannibalism, yeah. but we don't know. Like we don't really know what happened. And I think that's what keeps my interest peaked so much. Is it's like, well, where are they going with this? Like and like you said, is it supernatural? Because in this whole ten episodes, they never confirm if it's really supernatural. I mean, obviously with Lottie, you think it is because it's too much of a coincidence, some of the things that happen, yeah. but we don't know. Unless you want to say you know? that they are kind of drawn together, that Lottie's there for a reason and so is Ty. Even with Ty's mm -hmm. psychosis, they this story, these because remember there's a part, I forget what episode it is, where Lottie's saying, or uh, not Lottie, Ty's saying, there was something in the woods with them, some kind of spirit, yeah. some kind of force. So that kind of could yeah. be like the hand of fate or whatever, but the hand of fate or whatever you want to call it, wanted to make sure that these certain people were together at this certain place and experienced yeah. these kind of traumatic experiences. Why? We don't know. Because remember when they did the seance, they show the camera from outside of the cabin coming real fast, like it's a spirit and burst through the yeah. window. And then that's when Lottie starts talking in French and all this kind of shit. Yeah. It looks like she's possessed. But something came through that window. So the seance, if you want to look at it that way, did summon something. Or you could say, well, just at that same moment, Augusta Wind burst it through. Okay. Yeah. I think it's a spirit. Anyways, when we go to the present timeline of this episode, we find out that so Natalie and Thaisa bring Shauna over to uh, the motel. And it's a kind of funny scene too, where Shauna like runs into someone and has to pretend she's not really going to the hotel. Like she knows some, she runs into like some random person she knows. And it's just kind of that thing where it's like, they're all sneaking around. Well, if you live in that town, why would you need to go to a motel? Exactly, yeah. So she, she also like, even though she's meeting, that's the thing too, is they try to keep private that those the survivors have any contact. They're trying to make it seem like they've not seen each other in 25 right. years. So that's like a big secret that they've kept. Um, so they're talking about how they got the postcards and Shauna says she never got one. And they also get a uh, text. Natalie gets, Natalie and Thaisa, I believe, get a text saying, demanding $50,000. Like they get blackmailed right. basically. Saying, if you don't pay me $50,000, I'm going to tell everybody what you did. So this brings up like, okay, well, who is this person? Who is this person that knows? So they decide, Shauna decides that they should pay the blackmailer, but they should put a tracker and like an air tag in the bag with the 50,000 so that they could track it and see whoever it is. This episode two, we see that Shauna and Jeff go over to Jackie's parents' house once a year to celebrate her death. And this is Not like the her most- death, her birthday. Her, her birthday, sorry. And- this is super awkward. This is crazy. Like, I would never do this. 
I don't care who I think it is. Shauna, I wouldn't do this. I mean, Shauna's racked with guilt, and we find out in the finale why she's so racked with guilt. But yeah, she feels obligated to go over and be, even though the parents treat her like shit. Would you do this? I don't know. Like, I don't know how, like the guilt, right? But I would like to say no, you know, because they- I couldn't do it. I could, and I'm not even talking about the way they treat her. Yeah. I'm talking about, I can't go somewhere every year for someone I was that close with and have a group celebration of a birthday. Yeah. I think I, I need it to be a private thing with me. I can't do it in this group function. It doesn't work like that for me. But that's what's fucked up is like, the parents keep talking about how great Jackie was and how she was perfect. And they're like, kind of making Shauna, like demeaning her in the process. Right, they're comparing her and saying that she wasn't the same. But you see this where Jeff actually proves to be a great husband and he steps in and defends her. And he basically says, hey, uh, I was fucking Shauna behind your daughter's back before all of this even happened. He says it to their face at the breakfast Yeah, to their face to to defend Shauna because he basically says Shauna's like the smartest person I've ever met and you guys need to stop treating her like she wasn't as good as Jackie. This is also where uh, Shauna tells the parents that she hates her own daughter. Or not hate. I don't like my daughter. And they think she's joking. Yeah. She is for real. I don't like my daughter, you know? But now there's, so here's another Reddit theory. There's a continuity error or possibly something else in this episode because they show Shauna reading Jackie's diaries and there's a page of the diary of like uh, characters in movies I wish I could be. And they're from movies that are after she would have died. <laughs> I so didn't notice that. <laughs> it's like, is it is it a production error or is there something else that we're going to learn that like maybe Shauna kept the diaries after her death like i don't know like that 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 doesn't get answered but it was like one of those eagle-eyed like wait a minute like is this a is this a mistake type thing i think that's a mistake so it has to be yeah i think that's a mistake i think that's a continuity mistake i think one person wrote this wrote wrote those names in that book and the other person wrote the script but in the script it might not have said what to put down in the note in the journal and someone someone fucked fucked up up. yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because remember, there's a lot of hands that go through this, the the film process. So not yeah. everybody's always on the same page. That's true. So we go to Misty's again, and she's watching Nat and Kevin hook up on her secret camera, <laughs> which is weird. And she calls the reporter, Lady Jessica, and meets up with her and fucking drugs her, puts a syringe in her neck and knocks her out. And she takes her over to her house and puts ties her up to a bed in her basement. Yeah. So Misty is fucking crazy once again. (laughs) This whole thing between her and Jessica in the next couple episodes was just weird. Yeah. After the bird incident, it gets just odd that what's going on here. And I'm like, I don't, I. This is my my biggest issue with that show was what happens with these two in that part of it because it just was just oh really it just it came off as kind of just too weird to me to be real to me it's just I'm sorry I you chain me to the bed I think <laughs> and leave me there well she's she's but she's thinking about how to get out of the situation yeah. right like she has to placate Misty to stay alive no I know and I think I think that's what it is so yeah let's kind of talk about the next couple episodes so Misty's keeping her in the basement and kind of talking to her and trying to get her to talk about who she is. 
but yeah so but in this they kind of almost bond and like jessica's like convincing her to tell her story and that she if she's the first yellow jacket that talks she could get a book deal and a movie and be famous and you don't know if misty's playing her the whole time or if misty actually just likes that she has a friend right because you see in this whole series that misty doesn't have any friends like at all well except for the bird the bird yeah caligula because there's a scene where uh jessica captures the bird and threatens to snap its neck and then misty calls jessica's bluff says go ahead i'll just get another one right before jessica's about to do it misty goes crazy and starts throwing shit at her and then jessica releases the bird when the bird's released uh misty's going my poor baby i'm sorry i didn't mean to say those things i would have never heard yeah are you fucking crazy it's a bird and you're treating it like it's your son or your daughter or something like that that is her friend the bird the bird who only likes her because it gets fed (laughs) you know and then we do our check-in with Ty for this episode. She takes her son to a therapist who confirms that, like, there's issues. Yes. And then we also find out that the person that Sammy's been seeing is Ty. <laughs> and we this is the reveal, like we talked about earlier, that she wakes up with a bloodied hand and she's been eating dirt. Like, so this is where that she wakes up and doesn't realize what she's been doing. But she did that when she was in the woods, too. Yeah, we find out she did that in the woods, too. So, and then at the, the episode ends with uh, Nat calling her to tell her they're meeting the blackmailer at 2 a.m. So, yeah, we get some more reveals in this episode that, yeah, Ty, this is where, like, we talked about already, but this is where they reveal that Ty has basically a split personality. Or she sleepwalks, or whatever you want to call it. But, I mean, basically, she bit her own flesh. She ate a piece of her hand. <laughs> Like, but I'm wondering if the son has this too, because I remember the part where the son, he got mad when Ty took the doll from him that he loved so much. Yeah. And then he got up and said, give it back to me. So he was like a different person once that happened. Yeah. There was no fear in him or nothing. He walked up to her like they were equals and told him to give it, told her to give it back to me until Simone mm-hmm. grabbed the kid and took him to his room. Yeah. So this, I mean, you could be right. He could be going through this too, you know? Yeah. It's just not as severe yet as it is with Ty. Because Ty is a completely, she's a wild woman when she goes to that yeah. other part of herself, you know? Yeah. So we continue along in the next episode with the with the heist they're trying to pull <laughs> off. So Shauna brings a bag that Callie, her daughter, had made as an art project, and they put the $50,000 in there. But this is another funny thing where they're like, well, that's what $50,000 And I do love that because it is, you know, in, in all these movies, they make that kind of money seem like it's such a big, like it's a that's whole briefcase. That's because they're 20s, and it's really, 20s and 50s, yeah. but hundreds, it doesn't look And that it's big. really just, yeah. yeah. So it's pretty, you know, and then they're like, oh shit, well, where do we put the tracker so that this guy doesn't know? So they like put a bunch of trash and other random junk in the bag to hide the tracker in like a Cheetos bag, I think it was, like an empty Cheetos bag. Yeah, yeah. So Nat is the one that's going to make the drop. And so they're all like sitting in the car drinking before they get the text. They're having tequila, I think. That didn't make sense either. Why would you do this? I know. (laughs) I know. Because then they're going to be drunk when they they do this. So... Nat makes the drop, but then the, she ends up blowing their cover because it's, the truck starts to move 
And we find out that like the dump truck picked it up and then this person was going to grab it off this dump truck at another location. So they end up in a foot chase through a department store. And he's wearing a ski mask, so we can't see what he looks like. Yeah. At one point in running through the store, the guy or girl gets glitter bombed. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. So we're gonna say who it is. There's a he that gets it's he gets away, and Natalie tries to shoot. Oh, I forgot to say this. She was hooking up with Kevin, so she takes his gun, a police issue gun, with her, and she ends up firing off a shot at the at the guy who gets away. Which is bad because they have to account for all the bullets in their gun. And you have to explain why that gun was fired, which apparently Natalie wasn't thinking about. So she gets back, she puts it away. But then when Kevin wakes up the next morning, he realizes the gun had been fired. He tries, he asks her what she was doing and she makes up a story. Oh, I was just fucking around and I shot it. And he pushes her because he's like, well, I have to go get this bullet. And she basically blows up this possibility of a relationship just to protect herself. Yeah, she basically says this was just sex. I never cared about you. I just wanted to get off. Yeah. That's it. Have a nice day. Wow. So then we go, like, we already kind of talked about it. We check back in with Misty and Jessica in the basement. And Misty thinks that she killed Travis. So she's, like, trying to push her to talk about it. Because at this point, we don't know what happened with Travis still. Yeah. So she tries to use leverage and she tells Misty that she knows Travis was murdered because someone emptied his bank accounts after the day after he died. Oh yeah, I forgot. The way Misty convinces her is Misty is filling chocolates with fentanyl. <laughs> and she's like, well, I don't eat chocolate, Jessica goes. She's like, oh yeah, but you know who does? Your dad. And I called his nursing home today and I talked to a really nice nurse and I told him his daughter was gonna be sending him chocolate. Like she's fucking crazy, dude. She is fucking crazy. I don't know how long the show will last, and I don't know how she's going to die, but she's got to die horribly because she is absolutely oh, out of her mind nuts. But I love it. I love her character. She's just, oh, Christina Ricci is so good at playing this complete psycho. I hope she keeps doing TV, like I told you the other day, because I don't really see her movies anymore. Because yeah. I watched her like older stuff, but... I like her in TV. She gets a lot more time to work on the character. Yeah. And we get a lot more of her besides having a movie every two years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Absolutely. So in the wilderness side of this story and this episode, uh, Thaisa is still determined she's going to go. So the, the camp basically divides into two groups and a team of girls decides they're going to go look for people or do something. Like not just sit well, they were gonna just wait. go to help, and whoever they found, whatever kind of help they found, yeah. they were gonna just go for that. Yeah. So she ends up taking a van and a couple of the other girls, and then Misty decides to go, and it's hilarious because she like tells Coach Ben, you know, like I forget, it's so funny. She's just like, "Don't worry, I'll come back for you or whatever." Because <laughs> in her mind, they're already a couple. Yeah. They're already together. Yeah, it's just so funny. And you just see the look of relief on his oh, face. Yeah. Like, thank God uh, she's going to she's gonna leave for yeah, a little while. I agree. And we also see Ty cut all her hair off in this one, too. She gives herself the, the shaved look. But yeah, so they decide to go. And Travis almost goes, but Nat convinces him to stay. Before we get into the group that leaves, let's get to the uncomfortable. Nat and Travis try to have sex, and Travis can't get it up. So this becomes another weird interaction with them. There is a thing where some guys don't like it when the girl's too aggressive. Yeah. The guy wants to be the initiator. The guy wants to be the guy who, you know, drives the ship, so to speak. 
I forgot too, a really great scene is a couple episodes back, uh, Coach Ben takes Travis aside and is like, okay, if you're going to have sex, like, you need to be careful because we don't need a baby out here. Right. And he pulls out a huge wad of condoms and Tra- Travis goes, weren't we only going to be there for a week? Yeah. <laughs> this is pretty funny. He's like, no, I don't want to talk about this. It's none of your business. Yeah, it's none of your business. Just take yeah. the condoms. Yeah, this ain't about Coach Ben time. No, no, I'm trying to protect yeah, you. Yeah, right. You know, that's a real thing, though. I, you got to think about. It. I, I know they're teenagers, but what is the? You got to think about that. If any of those girls get pregnant, that's more people, and babies are vulnerable. Yeah, and how do you feed a baby? I, the, I like, don't know because they're all starving. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Well, that's like the foreshadowing of this, like, because where is Shauna's baby? <laughs> Do they eat this baby? Like, there's a dream sequence in one of the oh. episodes where she's dream- she has a dream that she gives birth to a roasted chicken. <laughs> and it eats and it. And they all eat it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, we don't know. But that's what I said. So that is where that theory comes from your beloved old boy is which has an incest component is people were theorizing that adam might be the baby she had in the wilderness so she was having sex with her own child which that's crazy there's no that's that's just crazy (laughs) i can't wait to watch this movie no i don't even want to get into that but anyways i had to i had to mention it because i know that's the movie you keep trying to get me to watch so Oh, I love old boy, but I never thought he might connect old boy yellow jackets though. <laughs> so anyways, the team that's leaving decides they're going to take off and they do come across the red river from Lottie's dreams, right? It's really a stream. And the compass begins to go crazy, which means there's probably a mag, like iron or something magnetic right. around that's fucking yeah. with it. And I mean, I, that could be what caused the river to be red too. It doesn't iron cause. Yeah, I think it changes the color. Know. Um yeah. Yeah, because the same thing happens to the mountains. Why we have Red Rock Canyon? It's the same thing. Yeah. But and now Van, you see, is slowly starting to believe in this bullshit that Lottie is preaching, right? Well, yeah, but she's also kind of so, Van's kind of going through some stuff too. She's kind of slipping into some yeah. dark areas as the show gets deeper too. Yeah. You know, she's just yeah. kind of hiding it a little bit better because she likes to make jokes. But I think she's kind of mm-hmm. slipping into the well. Actually, she goes into it at, at the, in, in a minute. But she, I think as we yeah. see her, because remember, she's trying to keep Ty stable. And I think yeah. that's costing her at the same time. Because yeah. it's just putting a lot more pressure on her to keep Ty up, you know? And it's just mm-hmm. eating at her. So here's where it gets crazy. They decide to sleep, but people take shifts watching out, right? So during Ty's shift, she has one of her blackouts. Yeah. And because of that, she doesn't see the wolves coming and they get attacked by wolves. Yep. So Van gets a big chunk of her face eaten. It looks bad too. I mean, oh, you can man. see the puncture wounds yeah. in the side of her face. Ugh. This is another one where I had to not look too closely. That was as bad as the Natalie's father half his head shot off. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But Thaisa, she shoots the flare gun, which is what Lottie saw a a red smoke yeah, trail yeah. so all it, it's all pointing to lottie is having visions of the future right. right or people are thinking that these are her visions coming true the episode ends with van getting that chunk out of her face and us not knowing if she's dead or alive and we also forgot to mention in this episode jackie finally confronts shauna and she finds out she's pregnant but shauna lies about the father 
So Jackie steals her journal and reads, and we, you know, obviously figures out who the real father is. Yeah, she's all crying the whole time because I don't know. I, I I guess you could kind of see. I I don't think um Jackie's a bad character at all. No. You know? But I think that in, in the beginning of the show, they they try to make her come off as it. But I, I think mm-hmm. Jackie's just doing, she's treating the whole thing like it's high school. So that's why she's trying yeah. to lead, think she's just, people should just listen to her because she was popular and she's pretty. So you should just follow me because I'm popular and I'm pretty. However, I do think she really does care about Shauna. She becomes like the only voice of reason. Like as these episodes progress, all these girls are getting more and more into psychosis and Jackie's not. Right. So you see that she becomes the outcast as well because she's a total cynic. She's like, we're not getting saved. She's like, you guys need to stop thinking that like everything's going to be okay. Like it's not going to be okay. And that might also be if there's some kind of supernatural zeitgeist that's floating around, it never affects her. Yeah. And the only reason I bring that up is because she was the only one that was pointed out by Lottie that you are not part of us. Yeah. And they had to lock her away. I'm thinking that's because whatever's controlling this thing going around, it can't affect Jackie. And we don't know that, it doesn't come out and say that, but I just thought it was odd that she singled out and told to be put into a closet. Nobody else was done that to, but that's done to her. So that's why I thought that was kind of interesting when they did it in the show. Van is on like a wooden, like they built a a pyre, P-Y-R-E, pyre. Pyre, yeah, yeah. Yeah, pyre. And uh, Van is on it and they're about to burn her when they realize she's still alive. No, no, she is burning. (laughs) Her clothes on fire, that's what made her move. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So uh, you think maybe Misty would check her pulse, like Jesus Christ. Well, she was upset. (laughs) Well, I guess Ty was the one upset. But remember, I don't know, people don't want Misty touching them though. They yeah, don't, you know, Misty's <laughs> the creeper, man. They don't want her to, imagine if Misty mm-hmm. was a male from a female. Nobody would oh want God, her near. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we also get a little flashback to Laura Lee where she like almost drowned as a kid. In a pool, swimming pool. In a pool, like, not a kid kid, but like what? Like probably 12 Yeah, she's 13. just a little younger than the teenage so. And um, when she gets saved by the lifeguard, he's wearing a cross. And I guess it kind of implies that this is where she kind of became all into the right. Lord. Because the right? Lord, not that lifeguard, saved her. Yeah, exactly, yep. right. And we also find out, now, so now that Misty's gone, Natalie and the coach are becoming friends. And she calls him out and she's like, you're gay, right? <laughs> and he's like, well, how did you know? And she's like, well, you never look at our boobs. <laughs> is, is that the deciding <laughs> factor of that? <laughs> I mean, I guess I feel like the 20, 20 ish year old coach should not be staring at the 15, 16 year old boobs anyways, but you know, you never know. Because he wants to keep his job. Yeah. Right. And I don't know if this happened in your high school, but in different high schools where I'm from, this would happen where some of the girls have gotten impregnated by male gym teachers. Oh yeah. We never had this thing where you have now where female teachers were having sex with male students. I had never heard of that. It's like the last 20 years. I guess it happened. I just never heard of it. We had a little scandal at our high school because our drama club, like, you know, I was in theater and one of the plays we did, they brought in a choreographer who was in his like twenties and he ended up dating a 17 year old girl that was in the show. And it became a huge deal. You're supposed to literally wait till she's out of high school, whether she's 18 or not. Yeah. But 
Yeah, no, it happened a couple times. Not at my school, but some of the schools within my county that girls ended up pregnant, and it was always by a gym teacher. But yeah, this is where Jackie, you see her, she is kind of becoming the villain in a way because she's so like, this is bullshit, everybody needs to wake up. So she kind of starts throwing grenades at people, right? And one of them she does is she goes to talk to Travis and tells him that Nat, one of the guys Nat slept with was this guy that was like a, his tormentor that like was a bully to him. Bobby Farley. Bobby Farley. And so he gets pissed off, right? Now he he blows up at Nat because even though it's something that happened before they ever met, yes, he blames her for being with someone who treated him so Well, terribly. you have to remember, I'm just saying some guys do this. If you leave out a guy on your uh, your list of dudes you've been with, there must be an insidious reason why you did that. But she didn't leave him off. She just didn't say his name. That's <laughs> She said she had sex with a guy who was older. She said she had like, sex she with didn't... two guys. Yeah. Okay. Now, I understand why she didn't say the name, but I'm just saying to him, when, when a guy asks a woman how many guys you've been with, they want full disclosure. This is so fucking stupid. Or like what Chris Rock said in his stand-up, you notice when you ask a girl how many guys she's been with, she only tells you, she doesn't mention all the blowjobs she gave to just guys. Oh my God. That reminds me, did you ever see that movie Clerks? The first one, yeah. Remember he finds out and he goes, my girlfriend sucked 36 dicks. And the guy goes, in a row? <laughs> <laughs> see? See? Guys want full disclosure. I'm telling yeah. it's a guy thing. They just need to know this. And they, they don't yeah. really want to know, but they there's a need that you want to know. So stupid. I know it's it's caveman like. I agree. I'm just telling you. My whole thing is when you go into a relationship, it should just be a clean slate. Like, who gives a shit who you slept with? Like, let's just be together and figure out our own sex life, right? Like, why does it matter? I guess it's because what if you're at the what if you're at a store or a party and then the guy you're with your your significant other and we run into somebody you used to bang. I feel like you should talk to your partner about like long-term relationships you know so yes if you run into like an ex clearly they would know who that person was but but what about the one night stands how would they ever know i get that but the question was how many people have you been with it wasn't how many people in a certain amount of time have you been with the question was how many people see it's a specific question <laughs> there's no leeway in that now, y'all always take the leeway, and then you start doing what Chris Rock said, subtracting just the oral sex guys, and then <laughs> the guys who were just the one-night stand, we can't count that. There was no love there. So then you get to the number of three. Yeah. <laughs> but, but we really know the number was like 23. See? Yeah. That's where the guys get pissed off about. I, heard, I can't remember who I heard say it, but I heard a thing where it was like, okay, when a girl tells you their number, you always multiply it by three. And when a guy says their number, you divide it by three. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you want the rule. Yeah. I think I've heard, I don't know who said that though, but I think I have heard that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so the, the group of girls goes back to the cabin, obviously because Van needs medical attention. And there's a pretty gnarly scene of them trying to sew her face back oh, together. Oh, yeah. Again, with no anesthesia no. and no fucking anything to make sure she's not in pain. If I remember right, that metal wire, I think, is prior from one of their bras, right? The underwire bra. Oh, I think so, Because they yeah. had to push it through the skin. Oh, we didn't talk about that. Why? How did we miss that? Sorry, let's go back. 
in episode six, Shauna tries to give herself an abortion with a bra underwire. Yeah. I'm sorry. How did I? How did I forget to talk about this? Yeah, yeah. So this was such an important scene to me because, and you texted me about this because it was made you so uncomfortable. Yeah. But it's it's such a realistic scene of what happens to women who don't have the resources to get an abortion, or with all the bullshit laws that are being ta- passed, like just don't have access to safe legal abortions. I was talking to John about this earlier, so. Uh, I, I was born in the 70s, but I came up in the 80s. So there was still a stigma. I mean, I remember in high school, the first time I saw a 16-year-old pregnant woman, that was a huge scandal in 1987. It was huge. We only had one. Because usually what happens is they don't let them in. The, they send them somewhere to a different school, different county, whatever. Yeah. But I had a friend. We were It was just a friend. We weren't in boyfriend, girlfriend, anything. But um, she had gotten pregnant and she did not want her parents to know. And she was like one of my best friends. So I took her to the clinic because I did not want her to go by herself. And it was really traumatic for her. And when I was watching this scene, that's what took me back to that. And I haven't even seen this woman in probably 20 years. But it was so traumatic to watch what that girl was going through because that is, I mean, I will never know this, but that's got to be probably the toughest thing one can go through oh, I bet, is that yeah. right there. Especially if you're going to do it to yourself oh, and you have yeah. nobody to lean on. Nobody. It's like the back in the days where they said the 60s and 50s where people use women use coat hangers. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't even imagine that, honestly. The pain and an infection that could set in all kinds of because all this girl in this show had, she brought a wire, a piece of wire, a lighter, and she might have had some antiseptic. I can't remember if she brought that or not. That was it. And she was going to do it by herself till Ty showed up. Yeah. And so I'm watching that and I'm like, oh my God. Cause it was, it just made me think of my friend from back in high school. Cause she really, she'd had no one to, she didn't want to tell anybody and she didn't ever, and her parents never knew about it. And so she needed someone to be there. And this was at a hospital. Mm-hmm. So imagine using a piece of wire and a lighter, you know? This is what made me remember it because this part of the show is where Jackie reveals to everybody that Shauna's pregnant. So before this, only Thaisa had, like, only, she'd only confided in Thaisa. So she had mentioned something about a coat hanger, or boy, abortion, right? And how, like, she could use the bra, underwire from a bra. Mm-hmm. So Thaisa realizes that a bra has had the underwire taken out of it and freaks out and starts to go find her. So, yeah, it shows Shauna in the woods, like you said, with just the lighter to, like, sanitize the underwire, basically. And she was going to get started, and Ty shows up. And Ty offers to do it for her so that she could help. But it's traumatic for both of them. And as she starts to do it, Shauna freaks out and goes, I don't want to die. Yeah. Because she could have bled to death. Yeah. She could have bled to Like, they don't know what they they're no doing. They had no idea what they're doing. Like, what, what were they going <laughs> to do? Just stick it up there and, like, poke around and hope that they kill the baby? Like... A hot piece of wire. I mean, I yeah. mean, uh, it, was, it was just, like I said, nothing in this show bothered me except that scene. That scene just hit me like a fist because I just, I I feel so bad for women if they're ever in this situation. And I know this has happened in Africa. There were places they cut off women's clitorises. So it's to prevent them from cheating so they can't get any pleasure from cheating. That is barbaric as it gets right there. But that's, you know, that's where we're at, you know, in certain countries. But I did, I, I read an article that someone wrote about how this is one of the most realistic depictions of abortion on yeah, screen, it was right and how hard and how hard it is 
for women who have no resources and what they go through. So I think they did such a wonder. Again, it's it's the way they've been approaching things like abortion or menstruation, like women's things, issues that don't necessarily ever get shown on television. Right. You know. Well, you're gonna see it more because we're getting a lot more uh, female writers and creators, and I'm, yeah. I'm talking about executive producers. They want to tell this stuff. They want, and they don't care if men are uncomfortable. They really don't yeah. because there's the thing. I, I remember I was reading. There's a I can't remember what country she's from, but there was a girl who did a short film about uh, menstruation and it got accepted into the, the Cannes Film Festival in France. And it's like, I think it's like 15 minutes long, but clearly there's a lot of older women who think back to when they were younger women who did not have anything to lean on or were afraid to talk to other women about this kind of stuff. So that's why it's yeah. getting the attention is now because women are more open to talk about things now because of what's happened in the past. So it's actually a yeah. good thing, but you're going to see in Hollywood a lot more female perspective shows because Handmaid's still kind of opened that door. It really did. It That's a hard show. I love that show. And it's a hard ass show to watch because of the things that happened to women in that show. But because of that show, you're going to see a lot more shows that have a female perspective to them. Yeah. You know? But so back to this episode, because they find out that Shauna is pregnant and that Van needs medical attention, Laura Lee, our God trusting, <laughs> you know, woman decides that God has spoken to her. That's right. And she is going to fly that plane that's been sitting there for God knows how long. With a full tank of gas, didn't go bad. With a full tank of gas <laughs> um, to get help. And this is the first, this is the first real episode where you see that coach Ben has no say. Yeah. Because he he steps in and is like, you shouldn't. And she goes, what are you going to do? Like, how, how are you going to stop me? That's right. With with your one She's leg. on a mission from God anyway. <laughs> yeah. That's right. You're going to just hop over here. I can outrun you. Yeah. Like I said, like what I said earlier, this is divine intervention. Because yeah. she's always asking. Remember, she was sitting on the porch and she said, God, just give me a sign. Yeah. And then the bird lands next to her. And she tries to touch the bird and it flies away. I promise you, she saw that as a sign. Oh, absolutely, yeah. It's weird, but a lot of religious people, that's how they think God talks to them, through either visions or things that happen in nature. They won't, you know, they won't trust an email, but if, they, if it's a vision or, a, or, or a, a, a bright sunny day or a rainbow, that's God speaking to them. So there you go. So we go back to present day and Shauna's daughter confronts her about Adam and says, I can't find any trace of this guy online. Like, who is this guy? Yeah. The reason she finds out who Adam is is because after the heist, Shauna comes home and Adam's there waiting for her. Like a stalker. And they have, and Jeff isn't home, so they decide to have sex in her house. In the family bed. In the family bed. <laughs> and he drops his ID. <laughs> So she, uh, yeah. I just, I don't know, not, cause you know who found it? The daughter found it. The daughter, yeah. <laughs> who already knows her mother's cheating. Wow. Yeah. It's horrible. Horrible. And so, yeah. So earlier, sorry, we earlier in the episode, we missed that she like Jeff comes home, Adam's still there. So she hides him in the closet <laughs> while Jeff goes and takes a shower. Yeah. And, and it's funny because the writers even make fun of this where Adam goes, this is like a French farce, you know, <laughs> like he, they joke about it, how stupid yeah. it is. And he sneaks out. But anyway, so Callie finds his ID and Googles him and is like, wait a minute, this guy doesn't exist. 
And, you know, Shauna defends him like, oh, he's an artist. And she's like, wouldn't an artist in this day and age have some kind of social media just to like promote his art? Yeah. And she's not wrong. Like, why does this guy have no online presence at all? Right. So this starts planting a seed of doubt in Shauna's head as to like, who is this guy? Remember, she got caught up in the the charm of this guy. She wasn't even worried about what he really was about. She just liked the fact that he was giving her attention that her man was, her husband was not giving her. Yeah, and made her feel alive again, basically, yeah. That's right. That was all this was, because he just, that guy struck at the right time, you know? Yeah. So that night at dinner, uh, Thaisa shows up and that Shauna and Ty pretend like they haven't seen each other in 25 years. <laughs> Thaisa just says, oh, I was canvassing in the neighborhood and I remembered you lived here. But she confesses, like her and Shauna go for a walk and talk and she says that she's been sleepwalking again and that the family dog has gone missing. So she also decides that she needs to ask her wife to leave, her wife and son, because she's scared that she's going to hurt them. So she asks her, Simone, her wife, to take Sammy for now and to leave for a while. Just to tell she could get herself under control. Because she's afraid she's going to hurt him. Well, also, Simone doesn't like the way Thais is acting either. Because remember, they look at themselves as a family and Simone sees Thais is putting, apparently the the child is having emotional problems. And Mm -hmm. Simone wants Thais to, to put the child above this the, the campaign, campaign. Yeah. and Taisa can't mm-hmm. do that. She she wants to, but she can't because yeah. she feels this need to be this senator, the state senator. Yeah. She sees her career more important, so that's why she makes the choice. Yeah. So as uh, Taisa ends up spending the night, and while they're talking, Shada or this sorry, this is before she tells her to leave because Taisa says she wants to ask if she could spend the night, so because she's kind of afraid to be at home. Right. And uh, in the morning, Shauna decides to go confront Adam because she also called the school he claimed to go to and they had no record of him. Yep. So he admits to lying, but he says that he told, you know, it's real. He just, you know, didn't know how to, like he, he found out about her afterwards and didn't really know how to approach the subject, right? And then he invites her out to the, a cabin in the woods. So they can have sex. Not the best idea. Yeah, but come on. Why would you go out to a cabin in the woods with a complete stranger? That's what I said. I thought that was weird. She's sitting there thinking about that. I mean, if anything, he should be more scary because you find out he's been lying to you. You know, you could end up dead out there. But I guess it convinces her because she goes back to her closet to pack and finds glitter on the floor. <laughs> and... So now she thinks that Adam is the blackmailer. Because, oh, then she opens, she has a little safe in the closet and she realizes that her journals are gone. And she goes back over to Adam's house and confronts him, like, "What? who the fuck are you? And that's the end of that for this episode, for her story. Yeah. So, uh, but this is, okay, this is one of my favorite scenes of the whole series, too, is when Misty on the hidden camera sees that Natalie is about to relapse with cocaine. And she she runs over there and she does the cocaine so Natalie won't do it. <laughs> See, this is what I'm talking about when I mentioned earlier. There's some things in this last couple episodes that just don't make no sense. 
if you're trying to stop someone from getting high, you don't take the drugs and place it down. I know. She literally ingests the cocaine. Yeah. I'm like, what? What? I was like, what? Why are you doing this? That doesn't make any sense. Well, I think Misty's just kind of like not the smartest person in that sense, right? She's just like no common sense, right? I guess I don't know. So if I if I inhale it, she can't get it out of my body. Is that the thinking behind that? Maybe, I don't know. Good Lord. It's so crazy. But because of this, Natalie figures out that there's a hidden camera set up because she's like, oh, it's a little too convenient that uh, that she showed up right at that moment. Yeah. This was a good scene from Natalie before, I think it was before she does the cocaine, she tries to call the bank and find out who drained Travis's account. And you see her go from like being okay to like completely losing her mind at the person on the phone. I just thought it was a well-acted, like, Juliette Lewis is just, it shows her range as an actress, right? She just, like, completely loses herself in, like, a minute or two. But at the end of that, you see, she noticed there was some cocaine on the floor. Oh, so you're right. This was after. You're right. Because yeah. she finds the cocaine on the floor. And That's starts right. sniffing it off the oh, carpet. Oh, gross. Ugh. Can you imagine? See, this is why <laughs> I will never be a drug addict. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. I, I, I just don't understand drug addicts. I... They don't seem to be repulsed by what they have to do to get high. It's gross, but whatever. But because she's so desperate, she also decides to find a sponsor that she, I guess, assaulted 10 years earlier. Yeah, that absolutely hates her. Yeah, and she uses some blackmail on her, which was that she used to sell customer, she works at a bank. So she used to sell her customer data to fuel her habit. <laughs> so she forces her to, find out who took Travis's money. Mm -hmm. And then for the very end of this episode, we go back to the wilderness and we see them all clearing the debris so that Laura Lee can take off in her plane. This is sad. This is so sad. She yeah. she buckles her little teddy bear in next to her. <laughs> That's what's got me. The teddy bear. And, <laughs> and takes off and you think she's going to make it. And then she's out over the lake and the plane catches on fire. Well, yeah, if you remember, the first thing that happened was the bear ignited. The bear the catches on fire, yeah. And I, and she's like, oh, my gosh, she's horrified. The plane fills up with smoke, and we don't know why it happened, but then the plane explodes over the lake. Now, Laura Lee was like goodness and light. She was yeah. naive as fuck, but she was goodness and light, and she died horribly, horribly. I, I, I felt that. I felt that. Well, I feel like she was also kind of keeping Lottie grounded. Yeah. Right? So losing her means Lottie is now free to go complete psycho. Right, right. The dam is yeah. broke now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Exactly. And we see this play out in the next two episodes. Yeah. So let's, yeah, jump right into episode nine. Before we go, what did you think when that plane took off? I mean, I knew something was going to happen. Did you think it was going to blow up? I mean, I knew she wasn't going to get out of this. Like, there's no way, right? So, I mean, I guess I didn't assume blow up, but I thought she'd crash or something. Yeah, I just didn't know yeah. where they were going to, because they just keep trailing, and she's, she's making it, and she's making it, and then once that yeah. bear ignited on fire, because I, I don't know. I don't know how you saw it, but when the bear ignited, to me, that was like something stopping her or telling her, you're not going to yeah. leave here. Yeah. This is this is why I kept saying, I can't, I can't tell if it's a supernatural force or not. Because the bear ignited just by itself. 
Yeah. That was it. Not the engine, not yeah. the tail, nothing, just the bear. And she loved that bear more than anything. You see, that's why I kept thinking there's some kind of force yeah. stopping. I this. mean, it's true. You don't know. Like, I don't know. So, but I felt bad that she got blown up. Yeah, it was really sad. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, episode nine picks up with Shauna in Adam's apartment, and she's saying, you know, who are you? Like, who? You know, so she starts looking through all the stuff in his house and finds a couple uh, books or magazines about the Yellow Jackets. And she starts like telling him, well, you then you must have known the code to my safe because it's the flight number, which is fucking stupid. Why would it be that easy, first of all? <laughs> but this this scene is pretty crazy because Shauna grabs a knife and you see all these flashes yeah. of teenage Shauna. Right. And it's like something primal, primal happens right. and takes her over. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. And she just stabs him, just guts him and lets him bleed out all over the floor. Yeah. And then there goes all of these Adam theories that people were going on about who he is. And then he's just fucking dead. <laughs> right? Like, he's just like, I did not expect that. I did not expect him to not make it through the season. Oh, so you were thinking he was bigger than what they were letting on the video. Yeah, I was like, this character, it's too coincidental. Like, who is this guy? I, I, again, I just did not see him as that important. I really didn't until they started saying, that he might be one of the guys who was just trying to get a story. You know, yeah. like maybe he's a reporter or something. But I just didn't see him as that big a deal. So when he died, I was really thinking more of her than him. But when you yeah. tell me about all these, I had no idea. This was, But I wasn't doing, like I said, I binged it. So I didn't know. And I wasn't reading like message boards or anything. So I didn't know. See, I think that's why this is such a good show to watch week to week, because it builds up that, like, I don't know. I think it just builds up the whole sense of like what shows used to be. Yeah. You know, like waiting and theorizing and like water cooler talk. Like, I like the show for that. I think it does such a good job of like catching people's interest in that way. Well, that's I why mean, I like good. it's good to binge too, but I like it better as a week to week. Well, that's what Amazon figured out when they started doing three episodes a week. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They don't want to remember they used to drop all of it. Yeah. But what that does is it kills what you're talking about. It kills all the, the build up, the fan build up. So then they realize, well, if we just do three episodes, it, it'll still get build up that buzz. And because yeah. they, they really just want to release these episodes. And Netflix still hasn't changed their model at all. They drop everything, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but Gianna, you couldn't handle it. You were going nuts each week of this show. We talked about this <laughs> what, six weeks ago, and you were going yeah. crazy. You know, because yeah. uh, I remember when we were talking about watching The Boys and you didn't want to do the week to week thing. So you said, yeah. I'll just wait till it comes on. Now, what happened to that thinking? <laughs> I don't know. This one just this one like just caught me, man. It was, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so OK, so let's get it because this episode a lot happens. So Shauna goes home and she has a realization and she asks her husband, Jeff, about the glitter. And he admits that he's the blackmailer. Yeah. He got himself into trouble with the business. Uh, the with business really was in trouble with loan sharks. He wasn't lying all this time about being at the business. Like he wasn't having an affair. Yeah. Bianca was actually part of the loan shark agency. So now Shauna feels like an asshole because she's like, oh, well, I was having an affair because <laughs> I thought you were having an affair. And I killed a guy. 
killed him. But the best part of this, and everybody's like online has been talking about it, is when she says, "You really thought I was at book club?" And he goes, "There's no book club." <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that would have. I mean, who goes to book club at nine o'clock at night? Know, Ten right? o'clock at night? <laughs> or eight hours of book club? That's like, a lot of book club, I man. Know, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, then we find out that Jeff is actually a her ride or die. He admits that he read the journals years ago. Yeah. And he and he wishes that she would have actually just talked to him about it and not have like dealt with all this trauma by herself. Mm -hmm. And after they talk through it, and even after she admits to having an affair, Jeff decides that he's going to go to the cops and take the blame. Yep. Like this dude really does love her. Yeah. And you see that, like, holy shit, like, all this time she's thought that this guy was, like, their marriage was dead. And this whole time he, he's he been willing to go to jail for her. Yeah. But she stops him because she goes, well, wait a minute. Like, if, you know, people are going to figure out, they're going to look into this and they're going to realize what's been happening. But she also finds out that he told us this whole thing was with his best friend, Randy. So right. someone else also knows about the Yellow Jackets. Who will probably end up dead next year. Yeah, I feel like he's his <laughs> yeah. life is limited now. Yeah, yep. But it's almost like now having this other secret is going to bring them together more as a couple, right? True. And uh, so she calls the other girls, and they have to figure out... What to do with dead Adam. Yeah. Of course, the secret weapon is who they go to. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, that's, well, that's what the thing, too. I like So her and Jeff concoct a story that they're just going to blame... They're going to tell the other Yellow Jackets that Adam really was the blackmailer. Yeah. Because obviously Jeff has all the incriminating evidence. So they're able to, she's able to set that up and lie to them and say he stole her journals. And, you know, but, and Nat freaks out because she just wanted answers. So she feels like by this guy being dead, she's never going to get answers as to what happened to Travis. Right. And yeah, of course. So Nat's idea is, well, fuck, we got to call Misty. That's right. <laughs> Secret weapon. Yeah. Yep. Sometimes you need crazy to fight crazy. That's just the best way to deal with it. <laughs> of all people, I'm pretty sure Misty's gonna be the one most likely to uh know how to remove a dead body. Yep. And that's basically the whole storyline of the adults. But and the, the teen one on this one to me is a little I don't know. They decide again, Jackie has this great idea to throw a party. One of the other girls says she's got some like fermented berries that have turned into wine or alcohol now. So they're like, well, why don't we, you know, we all had dresses for this event that was supposed to happen. Why don't we have a dance, like a homecoming? And they say like doom coming. Is yeah, what they doom coming. Us. Yeah. They all decide they're gonna have a party. So that's a bunch of girls like dress up a part of the woods. And during this, Misty sneaks off. And apparently Misty has a trapper keeper. Great 90s callback uh filled with like herbs and stuff and she has magic mushrooms and the idea i think because like she was talking to jackie and jackie told her that you know she needs to kind of force her way into someone's heart yeah so she decides that she's gonna dose coach ben so that he's more pliable if she could take advantage of him basically but what happens is that someone else finds those mushrooms and adds them to the stew they're making yep so inadvertently, everyone's going to get dosed with magic mushrooms. <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah. She needs to stop doing all that. 
Stop making potions. Stop cooking anything. It's just like a weapon of mass destruction. I know, right? It's, it's horrible. I, I, I've I never been high in my life. I don't know what I would have seen on them stupid mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I don't know, you know? And she doesn't say anything. Like, she clearly sees this happen and decides not to tell everybody. Yeah. So at the beginning of the dance, all the girls come in, and this is where Lottie, or not Lottie, Thaisa and Van officially come out as a couple. And you see Coach Ben obviously really excited because he's gay. They do this dance where they break out in song with a Kiss from a Rose by Seal, which was hilarious. Oh, so, yeah. I was trying to think of what yeah. that song was. You're right, Seal. I, for some reason, I was thinking Sting. No. But no, you're right, yeah. it was Seal. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and we also see that Jackie is like on a hunger strike, so she does not eat the magic mushrooms. She's the only one of the group that does not eat them. I wouldn't yeah. eat them either. Now, Jackie has also decided that to to fuck with people even more, that she is going to go have sex with Travis because she doesn't want to die a virgin. So she asks Travis to dance, and Nat gets all pissed off, so her and coach go disappear because she tells coach i have real booze and they decide to sneak away and dig up a bottle of whiskey that she has hidden somewhere oh i think she said she found it under the floorboards yeah, of the house right. so the yeah. owner whoever that was he had it there yeah and then when jackie tries to make a move on travis he initially rejects her and says that he's in love with natalie even though they're both fighting with each other they're all pissed off so Jackie basically goes off, tells Travis what happened, how Shauna is pregnant with Jeff's baby. And I think because he's a little high and because he feels bad for her, they start kissing. And this is up in the, I'm sorry, they've already moved up into the cabin at this point. So they're upstairs in, in Shauna's bedroom, let's call it. In the attic. Where she's about to try and have sex with Travis. Yep. And they end up obviously having sex. Which I want to point out another flaw in this whole story is no girl's first sexual experience is that good. Sorry, I'm going to say this. She acts like she truly loves it and that she has an orgasm. And I just, uh, when you're having sex with another virgin who's high on mushrooms, I just don't think that's how it's going to go. Just don't. You know what? I, I guess it slipped my mind that she had never yeah. had sex before. Because she, I mean... She seemed like a pro right yeah. there. She seemed like she knew what she was doing. So you're right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but then at the end of it, I think she kind of realizes that Travis is out of it. She's just kind of like, oh, well, okay, I did this. And she like, and then they hear the girls coming back. So at this point, all of the girls are high and they've gotten to this group psychosis where, oh, let me backtrack a little bit. So Natalie and uh, Coach Ben are talking about, you know, how he's, and he like yells out to the forest about how he's gay and he misses his boyfriend. And Natalie, he goes, it's funny because he goes, I think Misty poisoned me again. Yeah, again. <laughs> and, and Natalie, because Natalie's kind of a drug ahead, goes, no, we're just high. Like we're on mushrooms. So the only, let's, so let's think about this. The only two people who are not under complete psychosis is Natalie because she's done mushrooms before and she understands the side effects. And, and Jackie. Jackie, because she didn't eat it. Right. So all the rest of the girls are in this like group psychosis from the mushrooms and from being hungry and from just being, you know, out lost in the wilderness and Lottie being fucking crazy is like inciting a riot, basically crazy on mushrooms. So they all go back to the cabin because she's like, Jackie is, is taking something that's not hers or something like that. 
and they go back and they find him. And this is where we were talking about earlier. They Lottie confronts Jackie and tells her, you don't matter. You're nothing. You are nothing out here. And they lock her in a closet. After this closet, it looks like it's going to turn into an orgy because all the girls start kissing Travis. They start... And also in this, Javi kind of gets left behind somewhere. We don't know what happens to him. Yeah, that's true. So the girls all kind of go crazy. And this all ends up with them dragging Travis out, tying him up. And Shauna has a knife to his throat because she keeps seeing him look like a deer. And Lottie keeps is encouraging her to cut his throat. Like it's insane. And luckily fucking Natalie shows up, unlocks the closet lets Jackie out and they go and stop this from happening. Yeah, because Lottie apparently now is the leader of this group. Well, this is where she puts on the antler ears that we see in the first episode. So it pretty much confirms that she's the leader of whatever is happening in that future scene. And remember, her family was rich. So if her parents, I don't know if they're still alive or dead, but let's just say they're dead, she inherits that money just like that. So she can... Uh, extend her influence and power on everybody else in this thing so now we're walking into the season finale which is the 25th anniversary reunion of the 96 class the girls in the wilderness are waking up and they've recovered from what happened nat tries to see if travis is okay but he keeps like rebuffing her like i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine they're gonna be fine but the camp you know obviously shit has gone crazy right and they realize misty's drugged them yep so now everybody's turning on Misty. As they should. Because they're like, what the fuck, bitch? Like, why did you do this? And then she, <laughs> she even admits it was originally for Coach Ben, which just makes her even crazier, right? Oh, and I forgot to mention, in the, in, in the drug-induced haze, Lottie also made a prediction that they weren't going to be hungry for much longer. Oh, yeah. So we see some rustling, and this bear shows up. That's right. This you talked about earlier. This bear just casually walks up, Lottie grabs a knife, walks up to it. It basically kneels to her and she stabs it in the head. And that's it. It dies. That right there told me she's supernatural. Because what scientific reason tells that bear to just lay down and die? So, well, so here's a theory I read on Reddit that could be possible. Somebody is theorizing that because we never see Javi again after the last episode. Oh my God. That the bear ate Javi and ate magic mushrooms and was high. Oh my God. The person who wrote that theory was high. Yeah, maybe. That bear <laughs> is not, no, it's a bear. It's not Javi, it's not reincarnated Javi, it's not reincarnated Laura Lee, it's a bear. But it's under the influence of whatever that spirit that Lottie's in touch with. That's why the bear didn't just rip her in half like it should've. And then laid down and let, him, let her rip him open with her knife. She had no fear in her when that bear approached her, none, and killed that bear. And the death of that bear provided food for the yeah, whole group. A lot of food, because that was a big ass bear. Yeah. Because of this, now all of a sudden Van, and because she had a near-death experience, is like completely 100% sold on Lottie being this spiritual being, this seer of the future. Right. And so people are like, but Ty is like, is the skeptic. She's like, this, there's no way this is, you know, you got to get over it. But because Van is so convincing, she says, okay, fine, look, whatever you need, let's just get past this, right? While this is happening, though, in the present day, they get Misty to come over. <laughs> well, first, Natalie, again, like the Natalie Misty scenes are so good. 
Natalie shows up and interrupts Misty once again interrogating Jessica and their weird shit that they got going on. Yeah. And Natalie asks her to please help them. And of course, Misty's kind of like, I'm only going to do it if you promise to come to the reunion with me. It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, go ahead. I just, I, I couldn't believe they made such a big deal about this reunion. I know. It just, it was just like the mushroom scene. It just dragged yeah. on. It was, it well, was Well, that's huge. the thing. I was kind of pissed because nothing happened. I was for sure that at the reunion, someone else would show up alive. Like, I was hoping that would happen and it doesn't. Yeah. So, I wasn't we, thinking that. I just didn't know why the reunion was a, a big deal, but I didn't know where it yeah. was going. But Misty and Nat make a stop at the at the medical nursing home, wherever she works at. To get pills. To get or, oh, bleach, I'm sorry, to like get the... all the supplies to, cl to clean up a dead body. Yeah. And so Nat Natalie's like, why did we stop here? And she goes, like, 90% of people are arrested because of their shopping trips. And I'm just like, this bitch is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, and that's the good bleach. It actually cleans up all of the, like... Oh, I forget the word she uses, but basically the, the blood. Hemoglobin, the hemoglobin, right? yeah, 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 yeah. So it won't be seen when they like put the black light on it or whatever. Yeah, because I had heard that bleach really can't hide that. Yeah. The, the black light will still see it. Now, I don't know yeah. about her good bleach, as she calls yeah. it, but I had heard that that's what people think, that they can, if they if there's blood on the floor, the bleach will get rid of it. Apparently not, if you put a black light on it. You can still yeah. see the traces of it. So. so they get to the apartment, and Misty just springs into action again, giving them duties. Like she tells them to all turn their phones off. And then again, this is a scene that really fucked me up is she tells Natalie and Shauna to chop up the body. <laughs> and I didn't think they were going to show it, but they straight up show Shauna carving his limbs apart. And I That's was just right. like, cause I was like, they're not going to do it. They're not, they're going to cut away. They're going to cut away. Nope. They're not cutting away. Nope. Oh my God. <laughs> like, nope. so... why, why would they do that when they showed yeah. her cutting up the deer's throat? You're right. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. That's why they had Shauna do it. Yeah. Because she did it when she was she's, a kid. She's, yeah, she's the, the cutter. That's right. So they decide they're going to get rid of the, they need to get rid of the hands and the head separately. And then the torso and like Shauna's supposed to get rid of the torso because Misty says torsos don't really matter. Yeah, because you can't identify anybody unless there's like something internal. However, he's got a giant tattoo on his back. So I feel like that's something that's going to come back if. Uh, Could they don't dispose of the torso properly because they don't show her dispose of the torso. They just, they show Misty how she disposes of the head and hands, which is she goes to a funeral of a lady that died at the nursing home and somehow <laughs> slips it into the casket as it gets, it gets uh, incinerated. Like this bitch. But, uh, okay. Yeah. You know what I was thinking when I saw it, I was like, I think you just gave a whole bunch of people an idea how to get rid of people. I know, right? <laughs> As far as I know, cremation's pretty thorough. Yeah. It's ashes. There's no mm -hmm. teeth, bone, nothing. They, it, the heat's so hot, there's nothing yeah. left but ash. So, mm. So while they're cutting up the body, though, Shauna and Nat also talk about how maybe Travis really did kill himself. And Nat finally starts to go, okay, I need to let go of this murder theory. Like, maybe he really did kill himself, and I have to just let go. Because they all think that, you know, Adam was been behind this. And right. clearly, probably not the murderer. Who we don't know of yeah. at, yet, at this point yet. Yeah. Yeah. So then they all make it to the reunion. And we meet Allie again, the, the girl that got her leg broken in the first episode and didn't make the plane. Which, although, again, it's weird. Why is she? She was a freshman when they were seniors. Why is she at the reunion? 
I just seem to <laughs> Well, no, 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 but it's a soccer team, though. Yeah, that's true. She's like, she does you like know. that, that uh, honor of the soccer, like the, the. Well, well it, it, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's very state to state, but on when I was yeah. on football, uh, JV practiced with the seniors yeah. and juniors. And then sometimes if certain freshmen, if they were really good, they practiced with us too. Yeah. Well, but so I'm you, saying that the, the anniversary is for the class of 96. So why would someone who didn't graduate in the class of 96 be there? But I thought it was also to honor the soccer team. No, I think that was a surprise. But I think oh, you're right. Okay. I think she was probably there at to because she created that slideshow of the soccer yeah. team. Yeah. Yeah. So all the girls arrive. And, you know, of course, Misty's the only one who's having a great time. <laughs> and this is where we see... Uh, her Shauna confront Randy and basically threaten to murder him if he doesn't uh, keep his fucking mouth shut. <laughs> yeah. So Cause, uh, she's genuinely pissed now. Yeah. Because her life has just got turned completely upside down. Yeah. And she don't even like Randy. She yeah. never liked Randy. And the fact that he knows something or he has any kind of information over her, of yeah. course that pissed her the fuck off. Yeah. And uh, we see this awkward scene, too, where it ends on Jackie's face, the slideshow. And they ask, they're like, normally the king and queen dance together, but since the queen's not here, they have Shauna and Jeff come up. It's just so awkward because it's like, I don't know. It's just, yeah. Yeah. And then we see, after the next morning, Misty finally decides she's going to let Jessica go. Because Jessica tells her, oh, I'm a fixer. Like, you could trust me because I, uh, you know, this is what I do. I cover up messes, like, you know, whatever. So you you almost think she's going to get away. Like, this is, a, this is a great scene. Yeah. Because Misty gives her all of her stuff back, and she's just casually like, oh, well, who's going to play me in the movie, and blah, 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 blah. And you see Jessica looks at her purse and goes, where are they? And Misty's like, I threw them out. It's her cigarettes. So Misty digs them out of the trash and goes, these things will kill you, and gives them back to her. Well, she said, that's why I smoke them. Yeah. She goes, these are bad for your health because that's why I like them. Because they're bad for my health. <laughs> so you see Jessica get in the car, like, relieved. She's like, fuck, I don't know how I got out of that one. And she's driving along and she starts smoking. And here I am thinking, what's going to happen? Is this car going to blow up? Like, what's going to happen? And she starts to, like, pass out. And it flashes to fucking Misty putting fentanyl in the cigarettes. Yeah. And I'm like, God damn, Misty, you're brilliant. Like, what a way to do that, yeah. And it only takes a small amount and you're dead. Yeah, she's dead. And she's sticking, she's putting whole syringes worth of fluid into these damn cigarettes, so she's thoroughly dead. But it's a way of, like, possibly not tracking back to her. Like, how would they ever track that back, right? You know what? Now that you brought this up, I don't know if there's any credence to this. Do you think Misty has something to do with that teddy bear catching on fire? I don't know how to put it together because we don't see everything. Like she's the one trying to keep him there? Well, I don't know why she would, because she did it with the beacon. And I'm like, the only thing that was caught on fire that was that bear. The bear went on fire by itself, just spontaneously turned into flame. Yeah. Nothing For no reason. So then I'm thinking after you did, after we did this thing with the cigarette thing, I'm thinking maybe, maybe she was behind this. Mm-hmm. But that means she she killed Laura Lee for no reason. Yeah. You know, except for the fact they want to leave. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I don't know. We'll find out, I guess. But yeah, we flash back to the, the woods and everything kind of comes to a head because as people are trusting Lottie, 
they're eating this bear and van is like maybe we should give thanks and jackie refuses because jackie is still like this is bullshit like she's not touched by god like she's just lucky yeah and it becomes this huge fight and basically shauna and jackie like jackie calls her out for getting pregnant on from jeff Mm-hmm. And the whole house turns against Jackie and tells her to get out. And in another scene of Coach Ben has no say anymore, he tells him to stop. And Lottie was like, uh, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> like, you have no say. Yeah. And so they basically get in this huge fight and tell, tell her to leave. And she decides to go and sleep outside. And while this is happening, uh, Nat and Travis reconcile in the woods and confess their love for each other. And are trying to find hobby but we don't see again who we never see again in this in this part yeah i mean i don't know what he flipped out after the mushroom thing right yeah that was the last time we saw him right yeah yeah well uh before we get to the craziness at the end one other little thing that happens in the present is that jeff and sean are sitting on the couch and callie comes in her daughter and sits with them and a news story pops up about adam being missing yeah. <laughs> and Callie just side-eyes her mom like, what the fuck? But here's another thing that I want to point out that was interesting. If you listen closely to that news story, they say after weeks of no contact from family and friends, he's been reported missing. They killed him yesterday. So is this a continuity problem, which I don't think it is? Or is this a hint to something deeper as to what Adam is? See, that mistake you wouldn't make. No. Because that has to go through a lot of editors and stuff. Yeah. And people watching over and over again. Exactly. So is that a hint that Adam may be tied to the cult in some way? I don't know. I don't know. So now we go back to the crazy ending, okay? Like, Ty wins her election. And as this is happening, Simone has said she's going to go back to the house and get her stuff. She's in the basement, and I don't... I would never crawl into a fucking random hole, okay? There's no way I crawl in there. She sees blood on like a air conditioning grate or a heater yeah. grate, you know? And she opens it and she sees that she could crawl. So she decides to get down on her knees and crawl through this hole. And you don't know what's in there. There could be an animal in there. It leads to a room with the head of the dog that's been missing. What looks like the heart of the dog that's been missing one of their kids toys and the symbol and blood on the wall now stop right here this is what i thought you meant when you said you got pissed off was this scene this too but the one that made me throw my remote (laughs) was when the fucking cult showed up which we'll get to in a second well that's what i thought when you saw that that kind of says cult to you because the symbols there the dog's head which is a cult thing and then the 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 I guess the teddy bear, whatever, that doll thing in the heart. This opens so many questions because then it flashes to Ty with an evil grin. So there's so many things. Is she really split personality? Is the bad personality taking over? Is she a believer in all this Lottie bullshit? Like, who we don't know because we never thought, like, is she part of the cult still? Like, it opens up so many doors, right? If she's a believer, that doesn't mean she's in contact with Lottie. No. Because if she was in contact with Lottie, she would have been able to get that $50,000. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. So so that's why I'm like, I don't know if she's connected to Lottie yet. Yeah. I think this is more of her craziness showing yeah. up. And it might lean to what you're saying about the split personalities. 
And then in the in the present time, the the now time, we also so this is what happens where I got all pissed off is they show Natalie about to kill herself with the with the shotgun. With because, the shotgun. Because I think in her head, well, if Travis killed himself, then I can now kill myself too and be done with it. And she has nothing, nobody and in nothing life. to live for. Yeah. So right as she's about to pull the trigger, a bunch of people in gray hoods wearing a necklace with the symbol on it barge in and kidnap her. And throw her in a van. Yeah, but she doesn't necessarily seem surprised to see them more angry. So I wonder if she did know about it or not, right? I don't know. And as this is happening, she's getting a call on her phone from the lady she blackmailed who goes, what have you gotten me into? Who the fuck is Lottie Matthews? Yeah. So now it's it's possibly hinting that Lottie is still alive somewhere. Which makes sense. For the final reveal in the woods scene, the girls wake up and it's snowed outside. And poor Jackie has frozen to death in the wilderness. That was sad, man. That was sad, yeah. Because I was, I remember when she, when she first, I guess, gets exiled, she's trying to light a fire and the, the lighter won't work. Yeah. And I guess she didn't think it was going to get that cold. Well, none of them did. I mean, if you see the episode, like, they're all out in dresses the night before and they're fine, yeah. right? But that's how it is in Canada and some of those places. It could be great weather and the next day a snowstorm comes in. Like, you don't know. However, I keep trying to tell you, she was targeted. Yeah. That whatever the supernatural presence is that couldn't affect her got her mm-hmm. right there. She had no more protection from anybody. She was out in the open like a rabbit in the field and got killed. Yeah. But we won't know until next season. But the question for next season is Javi alive? You know? No, I got a bigger question. Are we going to get any more from her? Are they going to do more flashbacks to her? I don't know. It, yeah. Or does her story end? Yeah. Right there. Because I was kind of surprised it killed her off. She was actually, uh, wouldn't you consider her like the top, at least top four stars of that show? Yeah, and she's on the poster. Like the the main poster for the show is her face. So I'm just kind of surprised that they killed her off in the first season. Yeah. Especially since, well, they they didn't know the show was going to be a hit, but I'm just saying now. Or does this go supernatural and she starts haunting them in a way? You know, like, we don't know. I don't know. Because, I mean, they were shaking her body. I mean, next season, I guess they're going to bury her. Yeah. But um... Or eat her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true. Again, and that's what I was telling you when I was texting you. I was basing everything I was talking about on the first episode. Yeah. That this was a cult that they run into in yeah. the woods. That's what I was thinking. And when you told me they don't ever meet anybody in the woods, yeah. I was like, that blew my whole theory up. I was like, what the fuck? So that's why I'm saying, like, it might be more, I might be able to stick with it because if they get into how the cult forms and what happens with these girls in the woods yeah. and how those girls, the four main characters we've been following, get out. Because at the very, very end, that's what we say too, the very last scene is Lottie putting the bear's heart like as a sacrifice and behind her is Van and Misty. So is Misty still part of the cult? Is she like, like, like there's so many questions now set up for this next season. Until you told me that there was no, no uh, group of people out uh, outside of the girls. Yeah. I thought the girl who was being chased was Laura Lee. Yeah. Because the girl is blonde, and I thought that was her. Well, she dies in the plane explosion. Yeah. Who else is blonde there? I don't know. Natalie. That's what I'm saying. That that not, but she doesn't yeah. die. Yeah. The girl fell in the pit and died. 
So that's why I was thinking that was Laura Lee, because I was trying to figure out just by hair color who that was, because they don't give us a clear shot of the face. Yeah. And so I was assuming it was her and they had met some cult and stuff like that. But now I don't know. I don't know who that was. Yeah. And I, I, so that's so that's why I kept thinking they run into somebody out there. But I, I can't wait. And I and it all kept messing with my head because that symbol was at the cabin yeah. before they got there. Well, so you wonder if they adopt it. Like if at some point they see this symbol as something else. Like right? good luck? Or... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I like this show. Yeah. I, I just, I thought I had problems with the last two episodes, especially the reunion and the mushroom nonsense. Yeah. But up, it's sort of like how I felt with Squid Games. The first eight episodes were great. And then I just didn't know how they were going to end this, yeah. you know, or where it's going to go. But I like the writing of the show yeah. and I like all the character stuff. I'm really a plot guy and I don't mind this because Stephen King, I'm used to reading his stuff and he's like this. He doesn't really care about plot. Well, that's why he tweeted how much he liked the show, too. I think he sees this as like how he sees stories, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, he agrees with it. Yeah. yeah. He really does because he does not care about plot one bit. He just really wants to get into yeah. the characters and build that and explore that. That's what interests him about the story. Yeah. And when I was watching this, it was kind of interesting. I just, like I said, it just seems like they're kind of, they're doing some bait and switch on me. Yeah. They don't want me to really nail it down and all that stuff. But I, I again, like you said earlier, I still hate cults. And uh -huh. now if you can make this cult thing yeah. interesting, fine. But I still, I hate cult because I've seen so much of it. I, we both worry about that. That's why I got so mad at the end of it. Cause I was like, well, where is this going now? Yeah. Like, I don't know if I could keep watching this. Like, let's see, let's see what direction it goes in. And if I decide to stick with it. Especially for five seasons. That's a lot of episodes. Like you said, I like all the characters. I like where it's building up to and everything like that. I'm curious to see how it all ties together and how they answer some of the plot holes, like the things that seem to be plot holes, you know? Yeah. So we'll see, I guess, in the next season how uh, how it goes. And this is your favorite representation of how women are presented in storytelling? I think it is so far. I mean, look, like they they each one of these girls is super fleshed out as a character. Like, mm -hmm. and and you do that's we didn't talk about that. That's why Shauna feels so much guilt. Like she got in this fight with her best friend, told her she wasn't her best friend anymore, and sent her outside to sleep outside. And yeah. she even gets a chance because before she goes to bed, Ty tells her. You should just go out and talk to her and she she doesn't do it so she right. carries this guilt that she is the one responsible for jackie's death so. yeah because if you remember jackie took the initiative when she noticed something was wrong to yeah. go talk to uh shauna yeah and shauna didn't do the same thing to exactly, her exactly yeah yeah and we also have the mystery of shauna's baby because callie is too too young to be the baby what do you mean she's too young she's only in her she's still in high school they, this is their 20th oh, anniversary. Oh, shit, that's right. So she's still in high school. So where's the fucking baby? I didn't even think about it. You're right, because I'm thinking Callie was the baby she was carrying. Nope. <laughs> oh, my God. That didn't even occur. So that baby's gone. Yeah, because you think about it. If, if they were if they were stranded, so they were, but they were supposed to graduate that year, right? So that's 25 right. years. It's 25 years later. She but would, the baby would have been there at least so a the, year. The baby would have been around 24 years old, where her daughter is like 17, right? So. Oh my God! Yeah. Oh, I I didn't even think about that. You're right because yeah. I, for whatever I was just thinking that Callie was the baby she was pregnant yeah. with. 
So what happens to that baby? So. And that no one ever mentions that baby. Nope. Have you heard anybody say anything about that baby in the nope. present time? And that's why that's that's part of the whole like we can we don't talk about what we did out there, right? What the what happened to that baby? So wow. You know. I didn't. That just, I don't know. I, I guess it just slipped my mind. I didn't even think about the. It, it's, it's been 25 years since 1996. Yeah. So you're right. The girl would be out of college. She'd be in college. Or, yeah, or she'd be out of college. She'd be out of college. Yeah. Adult. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What were the theories on that? Uh, let's, I don't know. They, they ate the baby. That's why I was saying that whole Adam theory of her being the son. Somehow she, the baby survived and got separated from her and then showed up again. Like that's, but that, okay, but that, so, that age doesn't work either because he seemed to be in his 30s. So that theory. In the last episode, where that man is in the dark shadow and he's talking. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, in the Jackie death sequence. Who was that supposed to be? I wonder, is that the guy they found in the cabin that was already dead when they got there? So she's seeing dead people as she crosses over. So that's what I was thinking too, but I was wondering, is that a hallucination or was that a real fit guy? Is he real? Yeah, I don't know. Because it, yeah, like, okay. it seemed like a hallucination because it was all the things she wanted to hear is how everybody loved her and Shauna forgave her and, you know, and then they're telling her, come over to the other side. It's time. So. Because it reminds me, if I remember right, something similar to that happened in Lost where that guy was living in that cabin in the jungle or something like that. And they never show his face. And he just, in the first, I think it was the third or fourth season. And he would just sit in that jungle, mm-hmm. in that cabin, and never show his face. And I was, I was thinking about that when I saw this. Oh, but yeah. in this, I keep thinking, because they only showed this guy one time, but you can hear him. But he didn't, his voice didn't sound familiar, like a, a character we've already seen. Yeah. So I was just, but I don't know now, man. I, I, yeah. Because, you know, it, had that been a woman's voice, I would think maybe that was from the future. Yeah. And that, that was Jackie. Like she's reincarnated or something, or the spirit, because they keep talking about that spirit. Lottie keeps talking about that spirit that's with them in the woods, yeah. and um, Ty says it too. So I'm thinking that's the spirit, and I and we got to know who that dead guy is. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and why the fuck he was living all the way out there by himself? Because obviously he, that that cabin must be way out there, because you have to fly to get to it. Yeah, there's no roads, mm-hmm. nothing. So who's ever going to know he's even out there? Yeah. All right. That's good. I, I like this. I recommend it. And Gianna does too. I don't know what our next obsession will be. We will see. Word on the street is we will finally get to review Old Boy only because it was connected to Yellow Jackets by yeah. some guy who was high. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go this angle. It's Javi. He's in Old Boy. So let's review that. Let's review that so you can watch the continuation of Yellow Jackets. <laughs> That's right. And, that, that, and guess who else shows up? Jackie's in there too. She's in there too, just chilling. All right. <laughs> On that note, I'm going to go make dinner. But this was a good good talk, and I love the show. So. All right, y'all. This is the end of the episode. Appreciate all of y'all listening to the show. Until next time, goddammit. <laughs>